Welcome to episode 42 of the Triple Takeover Toycast, a fortnightly podcast about vintage and modern toy lines that have their roots in the 80s and 90s, but mostly Transformers. We've been clipping and saving this topic for the right moment, having banked enough robot points to pull it out of the cereal box. I'm joined tonight, as always, by my reinforcements from Cybertron. First up, it's the lad who's always had his Weetabix. It's toy photographer and writer, Toybox Mailbox, or as his mailman calls him, <laughs> Wake Up Liam. Alongside him, it's the chap whose photos are always cookie crisp, the toy photographer, writer, and YouTuber with the stars base in his eyes. It's Sixo from Sixo, or as his mailman calls him, Honey, I'm home. It's time to play that special Teams Toycast cassette as we delve into the topic of mail away promo transformers. What's shaking, lads? That was cool. That was very good, mate. Uh, technical point. Uh, we'll have to pull you up on that. Uh, my mailman calls me, oh, it's you again. <laughs> I, I really struggled with how offensive or joking right. to go with that. <laughs> yeah, I did get it once. They said to me, uh, oh, I haven't seen you. I haven't seen you in a while, I think was the comment or something like that. I was like, oh, yeah. So, can, I, can I ask where the most important pun was in there? Where was uh, mail away, mail away, mail away? <laughs> That's the outro, you bastard. So that's getting cut. <laughs> oh, brilliant! Are you, how are you going to do that? Are you going to sing over the top of it? Like, just m- wait and see. Just wait and see. All right, all right. He's got Have you got Enya coming on <laughs> to do this? She's invited her in. It's got on cameo. Yes, Enya. How old is she now? Too old to know what a cameo is, probably. <laughs> no, I'm sure she charted at the same time as Word Up. Let <laughs> me see. I've got to Google it now. This is off to a good start, isn't it? Yeah. 61. Wow. She's, I thought she was always like in her 60s. She's... Yeah, we could get her on. We could still get her on. Yeah. She probably collects Transformers. <laughs> but more importantly, how about that pink hot rod? Uh, yeah, that's pretty special, oh, isn't it? So, I feel like we haven't talked about that enough yet. No, no, no. We should probably do an episode on it. Well, we did a mini-sode, which was about 50-something minutes. But uh, it's just a mini-mini-sode, yeah. But uh, I really feel like we could uh, just go to town on it again. Is is that what we're going to talk about tonight? Yeah, I mean, we've learned other things, right, since then? We have learned other things. We have learned other things. There's been a new picture released uh, by Evan Brooks, which was uh, the designer, which is very exciting. He's clearly the champion in all of that. Do you know Mm. what I mean? He's clearly like the one that has been really pushing for that toy to happen. Uh, he's obviously as passionate about it as like we are, for example, um, because uh, he, he mentioned it on uh, Instagram. He actually replied to me, which is really nice, and he it, it very much indicated that it was like a dream project. Yeah. Uh, and th- there's there's been stuff that I've read about him before that's indicated that uh, he he brought it up, I think, previously when he was quite junior on the design team and was like, hey, we should do a pink hot rod. And they were all like, <laughs> no. Uh, and then it's sort of taken this amount of time for him to get established enough that now he's ah. like, we should do a pink hot rod. So, so it's quite exciting. Was it him I was referring to on the mini third then where I said somebody had talked about doing it? It must. It's probably that same interview then. No, the interview you were referring to was the Unicron.com interview about the WFC Unicron, I think. Oh, uh, uh, right, yeah. But it was, it was, it was a, yeah, it was definitely Unicron, Unicron interview. Uh, but they did refer to Pink Hot Rod in that interview, for sure. They did, yeah. Yeah, I remember that's when we called him Fuchsia. But I remember reading somewhere somebody had said they'd uh, been in and asked about it and wanted mm. to do it, but been told no. And I think it was probably, it was probably that one. I wonder yeah. how long ago that must have been that things have changed since then. Because I can't imagine it's just a year or two. It must have been a longer time. When did our podcast start? It was in March 2021. There we go, then. <laughs> that's when the Pink Hot Rod actually changed. Okay. <laughs> 
Yeah, maybe maybe so. That's that's one so, we can so don't, totally owning it then. Right, exactly. <laughs> the, the veil of humility has been lifted <laughs> completely. I'm just I'm just stealing it. You know, getting my moment in the sun. This is a yeah. The actual Hasbro designer, he's got nothing on us. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? He can't claim the same level of input as us, surely. No. He's responding to you on Instagram because he knows how important you are. That's <laughs> I what... really don't think he knew who I was versus anybody else on that chat. But I'm pretty sure our Discord community has covered the minimum order quantity for this release. Oh, it does seem like That's it. Point. Yeah, definitely. I feel like uh, two years we... we have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a couple on the way. I've got two. I need a third. Plan on the third. Are you going to get a third? Yeah, but well, I'm going to have one as is. I'm going to have the other in the prototypes, you know, with the stickers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'm going to attempt to do that one from that advert, from the UK advert, you know, with the tracks. Right. Oh, man. And all the cone head stickers and all that. That would be hilarious. Are you going to then uh, somehow try to remove the tampo from the chest? Well, yeah. Is it is it a tampo or is it paint? Is it just paint? Oh, I, I think it might be paint, actually. You're right. Yeah. So I'm going to speak to Nathan when we go out on Saturday and say, oh, I've got a few things for you to dip <laughs> and chrome. <laughs> nice. I'm sure I'll be well up for that. But this is the one chance to get all your pink hot rod stuff out out the way, you know. It does feel like you don't want to miss out on it, right? Because yeah. it's like it's one of those. Who knows what quantity they're going to make this thing in? I don't know. Like if it sold out, sold out, and then it was just wasn't available anymore. I'd be kicking myself if this thing became really hard to get hold of, and I didn't have the the kind of yeah. ones that I wanted or whatever. I definitely oh, want to try the going rate, wouldn't you? You just yeah, swallow I guess, it and but, do it, really. Yeah, I, maybe I'm trying to avoid that as well. So. Yeah. But, you know, I definitely want to have one that looks like the prototype, if I can, as well. For yeah. sure, yeah. I'm just hoping Toy Hacks are going to rejig their stickers so we can get the proper purple door stickers. That'd be nice. We need to get them on the pink hot rod train. Yeah. I've tried nudging them on Twitter so far. A couple of little little sly pokes here and there. Could you not just get a vintage one and use the whole lighter fluid trick on the side stickers? And once it's totally soaked in lighter fluid, it'll come off easily. And then you just place it onto the reissue, and then it'll adhere again. I could, but dry. I don't like I don't like burning to death either. So I don't really want to be covering myself <laughs> in lighter fluid. Have you tried flame? <laughs> 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 well, I mean, it seems appropriate for the character. Yeah, yeah. It just uh, I don't know. It feels like there's a bit of a weight behind this. You know, like if it had come out that way originally, I wouldn't be that bothered about having it like the prototype. But because I've had all these years. It's like suddenly it's like all these different ones I've looked at and wanted one of them. It's the chance to do do that, I think. Yeah. So I think it's fair to say that you lot still have a little bit you want to say about Pink Hot Rod. But in case anyone <laughs> has been left wondering, this week's episode is about mail-away Transformers. Now, this is not going to be us um, reeling off all the different mail-aways year by year, but rather just looking at the concept of mailing away for Transformers throughout the line's history, and I think it's very heavily weighted towards the vintage era. But I thought we could also talk about not just toys, but also other things that we might have mailed away from originally. Uh, I remember mailing away from the Panini stickers, for example, and just that whole process of doing that as a kid and seeing like how much you remember of that. What are you laughing at? <laughs> you know what I'm laughing at? I don't, actually. <laughs> I must admit, every time you say mail away, I'm chuckling. <laughs> it's because you keep saying what it. should I call mail it? Mail away, mail away, mail away. What should no, I no, say no. with him? What I was just thinking of... Uh... You're going to be bleeped and cut out as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I was also thinking of another song, actually, which is the one that we had on the Pink Hot Rod thing this morning. So it would be, uh, I don't know, something about 
Take my breath mail away. I don't know. Something there. <laughs> or, or maybe not at all that. In yeah, any way, shape, or form. Maybe it's Rod Stewart and we are mailing. <laughs> <laughs> You've both had your funny pills tonight, obviously. Yep, yep. <laughs> Prescriptions been refilled. I'm not through. looking forward to a night of this <laughs> at <laughs> all. His prescription's been refilled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But before we get to all of that, maybe we should mention our sponsors, eh? So we've got two tonight, as ever, which is really exciting. We've got tfsource.com, who you can check out for all your Transformers and third-party needs. And we have kapowtoys.co.uk in the UK. And we're very grateful to both of them for sponsoring the pod. And we'll do a bit of a longer section on them in the middle, as we always do. And we'll check out what they've got in stock and up for pre-order at the moment. Be sure to check out our Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash triple takeover for the Pink Hot Rod mini-sode plus about 30 to 40 hours of bonus material. Yeah, right. On other less important topics, which may or may not be related to Pink Hot Rod. But also Pink Hot Rod. Yes. And also get early access to main episodes, vote on episode polls, join our Discord community and hang out in the very best Transformers space that exists on the internet and commission minisodes, which you can then listen to exclusively or even go to the highest Goldbox Classics tier where you can get a free piece of merch for signing up as well as access to our exclusive mini series content. So far, we've got 6.0 Reads IDW and you've got me collecting Unicron Trilogy toys. And in the future, obviously, we will expand that offering to more different topics. So check it out, patreon.com forward slash triple takeover. And we're coming up toward the Christmas period now. People are going to be needing gifts, you know. I had my old good buddy St. Nick on the phone this week saying, you know, his elves are struggling. Ask me where he could get some good quality gear. And I was like, oh, mate, I've got you covered. You know, if you head over to rebelbull.com forward slash people forward slash triple takeover forward slash explore, you can get all sorts Santa. You know, the kids up and down on the good list, they'll be well happy with this gear. We've got uh, aprons, you know, kids love that. T-shirts, those little things you put mugs on. We've got pictures on, a few of them. Uh, coasters you're referring to coasters that's it coasters uh you know coasters to coast uh all that lovely six o's artwork no stationery yet i don't believe <laughs> it depends on your definition of it yeah. <laughs> yeah. but yeah go there check that out buy some stuff look cool mail away transformers as kids i'm sure if you collected transformers in the g1 era you will remember the robot points on the back of the box and a little bit of text that said clip and save for, for promotions now, uh, before we get any further, did either of you two clip and save those robot points off G1 Transformers packaging? I reckon I know the answer for Liam. Uh, I did not because I <laughs> always thought this was for Americans only. I didn't realize that we were able to get these things. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same, to be honest. Like, I never did. Uh, I don't think I, I even thought about whether it was American or not. I just never never bothered with it, to be honest. I clipped and saved them all. I just didn't do anything with them. I still have them in a <laughs> jar. You didn't mail them away? No, I didn't. It's kind of in the name, really, isn't it? the instruction. But, but like, I don't know if you guys remember, but on a lot of old toy cards, you'd often have a sticker on the back, which if you peeled it away, it would always have, like, a information for, like, American audience or different parts of the world. Mm. And often it was a mail-away thing, and it would say, like, a, they'd have, like, points or stamps, whatever, and it'd say, these aren't valid in this country or only in America or somewhere like that. So I always assumed that was the case with the Transformers boxes. It was only in like the late 90s when I discovered it, we could have actually got stuff. How did you discover that? Was it just by meeting other collectors and like websites online and things? Yeah, I think it was one of the first times I looked at the internet. 
one of the very first times. I was looking up the score for Forest versus Wimbledon. That's what I was doing, even though I had it on the radio. I, I, it was the, being introduced to the internet for the first time. I was like, wow, I can see it on here too. But one of the other things I was looking at was uh, Transformer stuff. And it was in some sort of, uh, I can't remember what it was. It was like some sort of weird chat room thing. I can't remember. It's so long ago. I just remember I saw someone talking about it and I was like, no way. That was a thing we could get. So did you guys not like pay attention to the catalogs that we used to get where they had the the mail away form and they had picture of like Time Warrior, the watch or the special teams cassette and stuff like that? I don't remember us having those. Yeah, I don't really remember it that well either. I guess we must have done, but I, it really doesn't honestly register with me. Do you not remember the Lumabots uh, promo in UK Transformers boxes? Stars base? Well, I know what that is, don't you know? Yeah. Like I know, I know about all this stuff now, but I don't remember it from the time. I I think Stars was one that I vaguely have maybe in some knowledge of. Maybe I'm wrong, but I'm almost wondering if it was mentioned in the Marvel UK comic at one point or something. You know, like in one of the adverts or something. So I probably had more knowledge of all of this stuff from that than anything. I don't know. I was going to say, I think 86, I would have been three, turning four. So my ability to read <laughs> those things probably wasn't, you know, the best. But I'm, I'm, the only catalogs I really remember, I remember the catalog posters, those, but not really adverts for stuff. Yeah, certainly I, I would have been too young for, for some of it anyway, like Reflector and things like that. Well, yeah, I mean, we, we wouldn't have seen the Reflector promo here as, as far as I remember. I, I, I remember being quite surprised by those when I got onto eBay in the 90s and saw those really, really tiny US booklets that came with the USG one around 85, right. 86. But in the UK, I think because I was still getting G1 up till 1989, and I don't mean 1989 issue G1, but stuff that was from earlier years. Mm. For example, I'm pretty sure I got my Rodimus Prime well after the movie came out on on VHS. I think it was after that that I got my Rodimus because I think Target Master Scourge was out at the same time on the day I got my Rodimus Prime. And I do remember reading, obviously, the clip and save text on the back of the box, which is why I clipped and saved them. And it's what my brother was doing as well, or either my mom was, you know, actually, I, I realized that I must have been doing them. You know, I must have been clipping them out, kept all the tech specs as well wrote the interview number down on the back of Cyclones one. And yeah, but I never thought to do anything with them because I don't think there was ever anything in the mailaways that I saw that I really wanted. So were you keeping them then? Because obviously if you were keeping the tech specs and stuff as well, that implies mm. in a way that you were keeping them more for the sake of keeping part of the box than like a, it was like a little collection by itself as opposed to, oh, I'm actually going to mail these away and get something. I don't know why I'd keep the points then, or, or why I wouldn't keep other parts of the box, like the massive box art off the front. I never kept that. My brother kept the tracks, and I've got his tracks in my collection at home, actually. But I didn't keep box art. I didn't keep... I'm not sure I had that many instruction booklets, uh, to be honest. Yeah, because lots of people seemingly cut out the character on the front, didn't they? Yeah, the actual box right. art. That was a very common thing. Lots of people cut out the text spec, which mm. is kind of intended for that. Uh, I haven't seen many other parts of the box that people tend to keep. Sometimes the flaps on the side, I've seen that yeah, a little yeah. bit. You get auctions sometimes, don't you, and things for when people have the toy just with one of the flaps randomly, mm. um, or like bits of the box anyway. But yeah, no, the, I've never really heard of anybody just like keeping the robot points necessarily. But I imagine there are some though, because I imagine there are a lot of people, because it's the one thing the box tells you to cut out and keep, isn't it? So there are people, even if they don't know what they are, they will still keep them just in case. And I'm sure I remember Time Warrior 
from when I was a kid. And I'd never seen a Time Warrior as a kid. So it was just that picture in the mail-away paperwork that I would have seen. So I think maybe that was kind of something I might have wanted. But otherwise, I can't think of a reason to keep the points. I mean, after all, I had the boxes and I didn't keep those, which surprises me that I would cut them up and keep these parts. I only have tech specs from 1986 toys onwards as well. I don't have any tech specs from the 84 and 85 guys. So it wasn't something I did from the beginning either. It was from further down the line. You're probably too young. Maybe, yeah. I would have been between 6 and 10 during my main Transformers receiving phase in childhood see i remember them on the backs of the box but i can't think of what you would have got in sort of the eight seven eight eight onwards Did, were we still getting stuff in this country for that? right so we would have got the special teams cassette the audio cassette yeah we would have got lumobots which were these sort of uh flat glow in the dark i guess kind of like stickers that we could mail yeah. away for their mail away uh pamphlet was really bright green all in the same font i as do remember that yeah, right? yeah. I do, yeah. I do remember the, that. A tape. Someone at school had that. And yep, so they, they would have obviously done that. Uh, we, we had Time Warrior, if I'm not wrong, because there is a UK Time Warrior. Even mainland Europe had like a Milton Bradley version Time Warrior box. So that one was quite widespread. And of course, Starspace would, would have eventually yeah. made its way into UK paperwork as well. Starspace was definitely in the UK for sure, yeah. I think. But I've got to be honest, all of this stuff, even now, passes me by really like if it's not an actual robot that turns into like a car or something it, do you know what i mean i'm not i'm not too worried about it like i can't have known about the stars base because you guys know me well enough to know that would have been something that would have caught my eye straight away even at that yeah, age i think so, so too yeah i think the first time i saw that was when i think graham posted a picture of it you know he did didn't he Twitter a few years ago i think the first time he posted one and i don't think i'd ever seen it before and i thought what the hell is this I tend to see all the stars-based stuff is from the US. It's Rodimus Prime in front of the like uh, computer console. That's the one I really remember. I couldn't even tell you what the UK stars-based paperwork looks like. And I think the UK and the US had a different stars-based. Now, either I've got that wrong because I know there's a different Takara version stars-based. Is there? Yeah, and I have a feeling it's something like either the UK or the US Hasbro the version. Battle Stars is a lot rarer than, I'm ignoring that, than the <laughs> Japanese Takara stars base. But yeah, I think the Hasbro one is quite tough to get, actually, in really nice condition. I'm sure it is, because it is just literally cardboard, isn't it? Like, quite yeah. thin cardboard yep, as well. exactly. Comes flat-packed. Um, and and also, I mean, I don't know, I'm guessing the nature of these things, being mail-aways and that, they're, they're not exactly going to be preserved, are they? Do you know what I mean? Like, we've seen it with the Omnibots. We talked about it a bit with the Omnibots and said that uh, in a funny way, because they sort of hung around so much, that it's very hard to find good condition omnibots, or it can be. And I've, we've seen the same, well, I certainly have, I know you have as well, Maz, with the, um, uh, what are they called? With the old, um, uh, buh, 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 the dudes, the the guy with the drill with the head. What are they called? Power dashes. Power dashes. Power dashes. Thank you. Why is my brain gone completely blank on the power dashes? I kept wanting to say battle charges, and I was like, "That's not them." And I'm looking at them right now. I have them, but yeah, with the old power dashes, they're very hard to find in uh, in decent nick as well, aren't they? So, very much so. I, I would imagine that it's probably a bit of a running theme with a lot of this mail away mail away stuff that uh, it just wasn't kept in particularly pristine condition. But the stars base, I'm sure, is probably one of the worst examples. I think so, yeah. But of course, you know, there's other mail-aways that I'm sure you guys would have been aware of, like from the Weetabix, the Weetabix drag strip and the Weetabix Fireflight. Yeah. I was not aware of those at the time, I can tell you. I definitely was. And I've told that story many times on here now, haven't I, about how I ended up with loads of toys from Weetabix as a result of that. 
So yeah, I definitely remember that one. That's my favorite mail away of all time. <laughs> I I am here for you telling that story again. Oh, uh, what? So I've tried to find out what this was through my mum, and she remembers it, but she can't remember why that what how it happened. But from what I remember is I think we were clipping the things to save uh, for it, and we uh, we I'm sure we sent them in, and they sent a letter back saying something like, "Oh no, you know it's past now." And I think my mum sent off a complaint. So there was just this random day where out of nowhere, this enormous box. I remember it being just ginormous because uh, obviously I would have been quite small at the time. Smaller, should I say. Uh, I'm average height now. But uh, this giant box. <laughs> and it was filled with most of the first lot of Goldbox classics. So you had like, It was uh, filled with all of Transformers. Yeah. <laughs> right. But it's all of the ones that I'd had before. So it, it was the only ones that didn't have were like Silver Bolt. And Sunstreaker were the only two that weren't in it, I think, from that. I can't remember which waves they were. It must have been the first wave because there was like a Wheeljack, Inferno. It's just loads. Onslaught, just tons and tons because it was a massive, massive box. And I remember being very surprised. It was the first time I'd be like, whoa, because it was like a random Christmas in the middle of the year. Dude, that so must great. have been one heck of a letter because that I is know. a monstrous overcompensation for a missing drag strip. What did your yeah. mum threaten them with? Honestly, <laughs> lucky, I, I can't. But the worst thing is, I would have had all of those uh, <laughs> jets and cars anyway, the Stuntacons and aerial bots, because anyone I never had was Silverbolt, so I would have had them. So I was just can I, them on. can I just say that we, the viewers need, the listeners need to know that we had suggested that you maybe do your own mini series topic for <laughs> GBC, being Liam discovers G one, and your objections that was, nah, I've had them all, <laughs> and I can see why now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> can totally see why, because he got sent a massive box with all of them. <laughs> but uh, that was amazing, just that day, because uh, it was, obviously, nobody knew what it was, so it was opening it and pulling it away, and I, my face was like, like that, you know, seeing all these gold Transformers boxes. It was amazing. Yeah. So, whoever's got a mail-away Transformers story, what's going to top that? <laughs> Liam just got all of G1 in a box. I, I just, yeah, I just can't fathom it. Like you say, what on earth was the level of complaint? <laughs> That they were like, oh man, we've really got to, you know, compensate these these folks. We've really got to get in there with a huge box of insane, you know, insane Transformers, just a whole collection of it. Well, let's because, talk to Andy Cousins again, because he, he, he would yeah. have been in charge at the time. Maybe he could give us some insight about that office. <laughs> He's got the letter. Yeah. <laughs> maybe it was him personally, yeah. He's a pretty nice guy. You know, maybe that was it. Maybe that explains it. Yeah, I have asked her. She has no recollection of what it was. She just remembers it, that when it came. Like I do. She doesn't remember all of Transformers descending <laughs> on you. <laughs> but actually, six on the same as you. I had no um, recollection of the Weetabix mail away no. during the the UK run of it during the classics era. But I very very clearly remember mailing away for so many other things in the late eighties and nineties. Did you never see the advert? There was like a TV advert for it, wasn't there? No, no, didn't see it. Uh, you know, mailing away Batman symbols of hula hoops or whatever it was to get the 1989 diecast Batmobile. Yep, remember that clearly. Mailing away for all the Panini stickers I didn't have in the Transformers uh, sticker album. Remember that super clearly. And that was an amazing feeling when that all came in through the post. Like every single gap filled. It was a brilliant feeling because you didn't complete anything as a kid. I never completed anything as a kid. But that was a great feeling. So I can imagine how cool it must have been to get a mail away G1 toy in the US, you know, during a that period of, of time. Yeah. <laughs> or a crate, yeah. But a there wasn't any Weetabix. That's the weird part of this. There was no Weetabix. It was just Transformers. 
That's the thing. Like you think that they might at the most say to you, "Oh, here's like three months worth of Weetabix or yeah. something," right? Like I don't know, whatever. But just a load of toys. So random. But uh, yeah. Oh. You gotta gotta love it. You gotta love it. But no, uh, I must have missed out on so much of this stuff because I have no recollection of mailing away for anything as a kid. Honestly, like all all? no, no. So all the stuff you're describing, none of it rings true for my experience. You know, I don't, I can't remember any of it. Honestly, like I had some sticker albums and things, and you know, I, I would have had stuff that like akin to what you're describing that feasibly could have been mailed away for. But I, I guess I just never did it. I did don't you know. do I don't, the, don't remember just, it. The standard thing we all did, though, was we started collecting all the packets of crisps and stuff, and you end up with loads as like part of some kind of mad fad, and then you don't actually post them because you don't end up with enough anyway, and you've moved on by then. That's happened a few times, yeah. The Batman one you mentioned is, I remember that so clearly, the like fever pitch of everyone trying to collect the packs, but I don't remember anyone ever mailing it off. I remember I had tons of them, but still never... Mailed it off. I wonder what sort of quantity this stuff was produced in, you know, like Star's yeah. Base and things like that. Even the Omnibots, really, you know, like I've I sort of been really interested to know more about actually what the quantity of uh, of it all was and how much was redeemed at the time. I mean, we know, again, coming back to the Omnibots, we know, don't we, that they ended up in bargain bins and things like that. So clearly it can't have been super successful. Well, th- that's what I'm kind of trying to get at. So I can see that I had a history of doing mailaways, and Liam did too. And I was collecting robot points for Transformers around the same period, but I never mailed away for anything for Transformers. Right. And you didn't need loads of points, to be fair. It wasn't like you needed an entire month's supply of hula hoops in order to actually get anything from them or no. or, or get a lucky dip out of a cereal box where you finally had something like you won a prize and you could mail away for some horrible plastic toy. This would have been... Three or four Transformers max, you know, even small ones like Stunticons or something like that, and you yeah. would have been able to get something. But it, I was never compelled to. Either I really didn't want what they were offering, but I'd like to think that if I was in the US and Omnibots were offered or Power Dash, actual G1 toys, Reflector, you'd think you'd be on that, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, like the Omnibots were two robot points each. That's one toy. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, feasibly, if you got one of the larger toys, yeah, you'd be, you'd be, that's it. Do you know what I mean? You've got a, a fee to pay, obviously, because you, yeah. you don't just get them for the coupon, um, but you, you, you're in already, you know. So it's kind of funny that I don't know. I, I mean, like for me, I don't recall any of these toys as a kid, and I'm not just talking about my own household. I'm talking about like friends' households and things, and. I don't know anybody that had any of these things. Well, we didn't have them in the UK, the Power Dashes. In the no, UK, sure, sure, sure. Or Reflector. So we would have missed out on like the what is now the premium mail-away G1 content as yeah. far as that's concerned. Because they were able to get Mirage and stuff, weren't they? Like later. Right. So moving on to 86, things like Thundercracker, Sunstreaker, Wheeljack, Mirage, I think also Ratchet uh, were available as mail-aways. And later years. And then, of course, during the movie, if you were in the US, you could have got Prime and Megatron with the movie certificates, which are now supremely mm. valuable. So they had a good selection. And, of course, Reflector. Yeah, man. That's kind of the the poster boy of all of this, isn't it? It's like yeah. the, the one that everybody thinks of, first of all, that and maybe the Omnibots. But, uh, yeah, there's something about Reflector. And I think the fact that it was in the cartoon yeah. so early on as well, the fact That's that it was in... That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. It was in the cartoon from from day Major one. Role, really? 
Yeah. I mean, hugely, uh, I was going to say it's reflective, but I was going to do that without any hint of a pun or anything. But uh, but no, it's... Hey, what stopped you? But I don't know, man. I'm, <laughs> you, know. you can do it through a different lens. Exactly. There we go. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, but no, it was mad, really, when you think about the, the kind of process of that, because it's in the cartoon pilot, hugely uh, big role, and obviously they did the Seeker thing as well, didn't they? And recolored that guy into like multiple different things. But weird that it doesn't look anything like the toy whatsoever. But then they don't release the toy at the time. They hang on to it for two years and then do it as a mail away instead. I mean, what was the logic? And then there's the cartoon Bible paperwork that very clearly says, do not feature this character in any episodes going forward. Right. It must have yeah. been after Heavy Metal Wars. It was like, no, please don't include this character. Stop. Anymore. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Still snuck, snuck into the movie though. Yeah, yeah, very briefly, isn't it? Yeah, he's in two scenes, yeah. uh, which is so weird. It's like blink and you miss it. You got to really pause to see him, don't you? But he's there. It's fascinating as well because he's not like a car or a jet or something like that. It's something really particularly memorable and unique compared to any other character. It's one of the things that makes Sandwave so you know interesting because he shrinks down into a small, normal, everyday object that anyone would have had. You know, most people don't have Lamborghinis and stuff, but everyone's got a tape player or a, you know, a camera. But yeah, anyone had a, a familiar item like that, and that's what always made it really interesting. And obviously he got like a real featured role in the cartoon briefly with his... Yeah, <laughs> it's it's so weird. You know what, as we're talking about all of this, and yeah. well, firstly the whole mail away thing by itself, uh, but then, you know, some of this stuff about like Reflector and that especially, and some of the items and things, it really makes me think how ridiculous it all must sound to modern Transformers fans, honestly. I mean, we'll put the mail away thing to one side for a second and let's come to that. But firstly, the fact that there was a toy that was in the pilot episode of the cartoon that looked nothing like the toy anyway, but then they sat on it for two whole years and then you had to collect little bits of cardboard from the back of boxes, send it off in the post to get it back, sent back to you. It just sounds so bizarre, doesn't it? Like, why? You know, what... Why couldn't you just buy it in the shop? Well, you could in a bunch of countries, couldn't you? You could well, buy it yes. in France, in Belgium, in the Netherlands, in Scandinavia. It was available as a Deustradia clone. You could that, yes, it was. And that killer makes artwork. It, that makes it even more bizarre, the fact that, you know, it was the, which was actually probably the same stock as Transformers even. Is that fair to say behind the it, scenes or maybe not? It's the same mold as the Japanese one because it says right. Microx on it. It doesn't say Reflector with the rub sign. Uh, so. Does it? Okay, interesting. So, okay, I didn't know that one. So, but so it's just the fact that, yeah, you can buy it, as you say, in, in some countries, but not others. And I don't know, it's just mad to me. But not in Transformers packaging. Yes, in Japan. You could buy it in Transformers yeah, packaging. Yeah, you could. On yeah. shelves. It was number 21 Reflector and it was uh, a stunning and obviously an extremely desirable and rare and expensive variant now. But in terms of like Western stuff, we're so used to so, like say swoop and stuff not being available here, but being other parts of the world mm. and other parts of the world toys like that. And it's really odd that Reflector has such a role like that and his toy was ready to go. But he didn't go anywhere under the Transformers brand other than Japan, obviously, but under the Hasbro sort of umbrella. He was completely yeah. just taken off the table for everywhere. It's quite unusual. It must have something to do with, with the mode or the, the build of the toy because first versions of that toy, the arms just come straight off. You know, There's no plugs on the end of the, the bar on... What's the middle guy called? Spectro? Yeah. Oh, Spyglass. Spyglass, Spyglass maybe? Spyglass. I, I can never remember. They just yeah. reflected to me, honestly. 
uh, yeah, so that would really was really easy to take apart, and then they updated that toy to have like little blobs on the end where it's a little harder to, for the arms to come off. Like you said, they don't look anything like the the show character. It is three separate robots that are needed to make one toy, one alt mode. Uh, maybe it was something like that. They just didn't think it was going to sell very well. It just wasn't part of their plans. I mean, we had Megatron and Soundwave who turned into non-cars and non-planes, and we had the cassettes as well. Maybe they just didn't think it was going to sell. They just didn't think it was going to be that cool. Because after all, Takara just made these molds available to them. Yeah, maybe, well, maybe they couldn't figure out how to sell it either because it is a unique packaging proposition, isn't it? It's not mm. like you say it's three small bots, and it's like where does that sit in their pricing tiers and stuff like that? Because I suppose technically it's almost like a box set, isn't it? Yeah, a little bit, yeah, a little bit. It's like three toys in one. So you're going to laugh because the the middle guy, of course, is called uh, Viewfinder. Viewfinder, oh, <laughs> it would, <laughs> would be, wouldn't it? Makes much more sense. The other two are Spectro and Spyglass, yeah, yeah. Uh, but Spectro uh, is the red one, right? So there you go, which I think is my favorite, actually, of the three. I like the one with the clicky head. Yeah, the clicky head dude's cool too, but I just like the red. Uh, but it's just, I don't know, it's just so bonkers to me. And But again, the whole mail away thing in its entirety is quite bonkers. But I think what you just hit on there, Liam, rings true for me in that I think probably part of the reason that none of this ever really kind of registered with me is that I was just quite used to some characters not having toys Right. You know, Swoop and, and Shockwave and, you know, all of those guys. So, I don't know, I guess in my mind it was like there's no toy of X, Y, or Z. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know. Well, we would never have seen uh, Reflector either, I suppose, over here. That's true. Because he wouldn't no. have appeared in any catalogs, any market in anywhere. I don't think I'd ever seen More Than Meets the Eye uh, as a kid or those early episodes. Mm. I don't think so. But, I mean, I'd seen him in the cartoon, but, I mean, I, I wasn't aware there was a toy because there was right. no sign yeah. of it. We would not have been exposed to it. You would have walked past the Juicer Diaclone in a store in the UK and simply not known that the Transformers yeah. Reflector was that toy. You would have thought it was a fake Transformer. That's the thing. You'd be like, oh, not real KO, Transformer. Yeah. yeah. And there yeah. were loads of bootlegs of that toy yeah. as well. Just tons of vintage bootlegs of, of the Reflector and Microx toy. Well, it wouldn't have had a rub sign, would it? So, oh, you know, <laughs> they, you they know? trained you. They trained you. They told you if it doesn't have a rub sign, it's not a real Transformer. <laughs> Cheeky buggers, honestly. Well, the Omnibots didn't have rub signs either in the US when but they were sh- when they, they were shipped. Uh, no, they didn't. It was only in Japan that they got rub signs. Uh, I'm looking over at mine now, and yeah, I guess I guess you're right. I can see Autobot logos on them. So, uh, but I couldn't remember. But you sold um, a really nice downshift, didn't you, in the Japanese mailer box, and that one had a rub sign. It did have a rub sign, yeah. So, and it went for an absolute packet. I can't even tell it you. Would it, do, was, yeah. it was ridiculous. Uh, it was it was lovely though. The age of affordability of those mailaways is rapidly passing. I mean, power dashes. You and I probably paid more than we wanted to for those power dashes, and it just got harder and harder to find mint ones with perfect chrome. I don't know. I didn't do too badly with them. I think um, I'm trying to think of the three. Uh, it was the red dude, the car that took me. I'm not yeah. going to remember their names. The, it was him that <laughs> took me. Dasher car, yeah, exactly. Dasher the Power Dasher car. Yeah. yeah. Well, they've all got names now, don't they? That's like Zetar and what have you. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, the Power Dasher car. He was the one that really gave me the the most chip. Uh, yeah. I think just because of the feet, you know, because there's often chrome wear on the feet and everything. Um, but the other two weren't too bad. Zetar, I always remember, is the the drill, isn't he? Yeah, he's uh, the most available. He was easy. Yeah, very easy. Uh, honestly, 10 a penny um, and not too bad. But it is the chrome wear on those toys that just kills them. Yeah, and they're not... Um, you can see why they wouldn't have put them out with the rest of G1 
there's just a little bit of difference to them. They are molds from much earlier in Takara's Diaclone line than the car robots and stuff like that. And they just feel a lot older. Like the Power Dasher Jet, its robot mode, isn't great. I mean, no. it doesn't stand very well either. I think they would have been hard pushed to put that out as um, as, a, uh, as a flagship Transformers product. Yeah, I, I can't imagine it in uh, like a box because you know, everything was boxed at that point other than like the mini bots, for example, wasn't it? So I, I just can't see it necessarily um, them in like a little box. Maybe they would have been on cards. I don't know. but They would have been because um, all the other versions were on cards. Even the ones right. being sold in Toys R Us on Diacron cards in the US alongside Transformers. I guess stuff like cards. Battle Chargers was on cards and things like that yeah. as well, wasn't it? So they probably would have been. But even then, that Power Dasher jet, I just... Oh, you would have been a bit disappointed as a kid, wouldn't you? If it was like yeah, you went yeah, to yeah. the store. Imagine Liam, you going with your nan and uh, rocking up, and and she's like, "What do you want?" And you got all of these. You got like hoist and I don't know, run a mark and whatever there, and and you end up going home with a power dasher jet. You'd you'd have been a bit a bit fed up with that, wouldn't you? Bit of taste of disappointment there, wasn't there? Right, indeed. And then its face would have fallen off as a sticker. Yeah, that's true. His, his face is a literal sticker, isn't he? he looks a bit like a clown. Yes. <laughs> like broadsize jet mode. I don't think it's even as good as broadsize jet mode, honestly. Wow. Brutal. Have you seen it in hand, Liam, this guy? I've not seen it in hand, I've seen photos of it. Right, right. The He's one a bit... at TFN was uh, the drill dasher would seem to be everywhere at TFN is quite Yeah, they often are. They often are. Drill dasher's great. I really like that drill dasher. It's a very nice colour. It's cool. Got nice chrome drill as well, rounded off for Transformers though. And they used to come with Diaclone drivers when uh, when they were released originally. So, you know, there was a bit more to the toy originally. It has like, a little cockpit for them. I can totally see why Transformers didn't carry them in stores, though. I mean, totally. Omnibots less so. Can't really... They're, they're more fragile than your regular Autobot cars, but I don't know, maybe price point again would have been different. Cause I think they were cheaper as Diaclone cars than the rest of the car robots were in, in yen. Now, one thing that I find people are often surprised to hear is that they weren't mail-aways in Diaclone. I think people just, mm. for some reason, assume that that must have carried over, yeah. you know, that the, it was the same. And they weren't, were they, when they were the, no. the double changes? Correct. Uh, and I know I've said this on the pod before as well, but I find it funny that they're called double changes because they double change, whereas actually yeah. triple changes are triple <laughs> yes. because they have three <laughs> modes. Like, it doesn't... That's right. What, what happened? There's no logic there. But anyway, that's the whole other thing. But yeah, the I do find it fascinating. I'm guessing that the power dashes in their diacron forms were diaclone forms were not mailways as well, right? They were just retail. Still, yeah, retail. Yeah. On diacron cards. And uh they were on juice to diaclone cards as well. And you might you find those in the UK occasionally too. They were on uh uh G cards as well in Italy, and also in boxes in Italy, and then in boxes in Japan. Really widely sold, widely bootlegged as well. And yeah, they just, I guess, Transformers thought, well, we need a promo. Let's give people another reason to buy more Transformers and clip and save a bit more and then be horribly disappointed when this spindly toy yeah. with chrome wear and stickers. These toys are a bit cack. Let's use them as a mail away. Yeah. Imagine like, being that kid who goes into school. You're know, like, oh, here's my new Transformer. <laughs> or someone's got like Metroplex and stuff like that. They just got one of the dashes. You're like, oh. Not yeah. even in the cartoon. Not so, even got a name at that point in Transformers. No. The thing is, if you'd have seen it, you'd have gone, is that is that a GoBot? <laughs> right! Yeah. They are a bit GoBotty. Yeah, the drill has bit. massive GoBot energy. Yeah, yeah it really does. Them. That's not a knock on GoBots. I'm not like, I'm not, you know, not trying to lead the, the GoBot dissing 
uh, you know, or anything like that, because there will be people <laughs> going to get a little bit uh, annoyed about that, let's say. But uh, they do they do have GoBot energy. And then, of course, we've got Time Warrior. I mean, do do either of you guys remember anyone who had a Time Warrior as a kid? The one with the Autobot symbol that opens up like the wings of a ladybird? No. <laughs> I, I don't no. remember anyone that either. Do you remember no. the paperwork from when you were a kid? Nope. <laughs> so so both of you will have learnt about Time Warrior as adult collectors. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely, yeah, definitely. Did it appeal when you found out? Uh no, because no. not a robot. Yeah. Yeah. If it, I, I like the I like the ones that turn into the little robots and I did know yeah. people that had those as kids. Yeah. I had those. This is a step down. Yeah. I, I totally the robot ones over this, for sure. So you do come across collectors who love Transformers tat. And like merch, yeah, I remember. Yeah, I remember having that Powermaster torch, you know that that one, and and yeah, loving love stuff that. like that. As long as I was getting the toys as well, I never wanted it as a replacement for toys. But alongside them, yeah, sure, I'll have like a lenticular Transformer sticker for the wall, and I'll get that Saint Michael book of you know clear stickers that you can stick on your wall and everything. But never in place of a toy. But you guys wouldn't have even considered it in addition to toys. Uh. If I'd have known about it at the time and it was going, I'd have probably said, yeah, I love one of them. But it looks a bit too much like, I don't know, it's more like curtains than a Transformer, isn't it? It just kind of <laughs> splits open a little bit. You peek at the time, put it back together. I don't know. Well, I'd love a Time Warrior. It's massively high on my want list. I'd love a mint G1 Time Warrior. What kind of curtains you got in your house, man? That's what it looks like. You sort of pull it open, peek at the time, close it back up. What's terrific but um at the time i would have had those i had quite a few of those you know the ones that tend to robots uh, yeah, yeah yeah they'd knock off of the diaclone ones but they were like the quartz led yeah they, they were in the silver box with that simple way of looking yeah. cityscape so we had quite a few of those a black blue and a silver one so this always looked like a step down this, why yeah I, i'm i'm with you liam honestly like the the little uh, yeah they were probably yeah i'm sure they were the knockoff ones or whatever they, they always seem really cool to me uh, I remember kids having them at school mm. and just like taking them out in lessons and stuff and just oh, being yeah. like, Haha, you know, because, and then it's like, it's a watch. And there was always a real appeal about that. The Time Warrior one. I, so I have a, a bit, you're going to laugh when I say this, but I have a bit of a, a bit of an aversion to tat anyway. Like I really, you, you described it as tat and that is the word I would probably use. I'm not saying that about Time Warrior specifically, but just a lot of kind of promotional stuff. Hmm that kind of thing it's not just transformers it doesn't really appeal to me with a lot of things do you know what i mean like you know when you now like real gift shop stuff you know it just nah just doesn't do it for me the thing is time warrior has an instruction booklet it has a proper g1 instruction booclet that comes with it and it's got to open the curtains well that's it (laughs) but the power dash has come with that too and i just think it's great that you could it's almost like a missing part of the g1 line that you could have now i mean okay the box isn't very interesting it's just like Mm. reflectors box it just says transformer watch i'm just looking at a picture of it now of time warrior and the little instruction booklet it's from your blog post actually mez um funnily enough and uh the the picture of the instruction booklet it's got a picture of the watch and then underneath it just says watch yeah, <laughs> I don't know why. That's what the mail away packaging was. It's like. really <laughs> funny. I don't know why it's so funny, but just that yeah. watch, like you know, measure your expectations, guys. <laughs> that's what that's for. It sounds like a threat. <laughs> 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 no, I'm completely not with you guys. I think Time Warrior is fantastic, and I'd love to have one. 
Really? Oh, absolutely would be a centerpiece in my collection. I'd put it on the shelf with all the microchain stuff. And, I thought you were going to say with all the other tats. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, would, I wouldn't mind having one now. If I saw one cheap or something, I'd be like, oh, yeah, it's kind of a fun little business. But I've got a Transformers shot glass. That's cooler than this, you know. I don't think it is. You can get better-looking Transformers watches. The G2 ones that we're knocking about. Even the Beast Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't don't see it as a Transformers watch thing. I see it as a part of the original early G1 line and mail-away Transformers, which are quite... um, You're, like, hardcore in. I love mail-away Transformers, man. Because, yeah, getting Omnibots, getting Power Dashes, like, completing the Power Dashes uh, when we were doing the GCWO was a huge deal for me. It's, It's just, like... I didn't grow up with these toys. These weren't available to me, but they're from the very earliest part of G1 and they have the same aesthetic on their paperwork. And, you know, they would have been mentioned in the earliest G1 paperwork. And I do remember Time Warrior from when I was young, you know, seeing it in, in catalogs. So I'd absolutely adore the chance to have that. And it's not easy to get. But those are toys that like, you know, they're like your other toys. They're robots that turn into things. This is... A timepiece. Yeah, but <laughs> you, you yeah. don't just cr- collect Transformers toys. You just said you have a shot glass. We collect Transformers stuff. Oh, we somebody bought me catalogs. that. I, mean, I collect paperwork. I collect catalogs. Equally, a, a shot glass is kind of is kind of cool. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's a yeah, shot it's... glass. You can drink alcohol out of it. Exactly. And loads of it. But, like... Um... But does it tell the time? Actually, Time Warrior doesn't tell the time anymore either, I bet. So. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Like, with, with this, it, I, can't, I get what you mean, like, for a nostalgic sort of viewpoint, but... It is tat. I like tat, but even I'm like, there are better ones. No, I don't know. I, I wouldn't put all that to nostalgia. I think I would have loved it at the time, and I think I'd love it now. Well, listen, guys, if you if you come across a Time Warrior or someone offers you one and you don't want it, please, by by all means, let me know. Pass no, it my you've, way. You've made me think it's like the most amazing, most valuable thing to ever exist. So it is valuable <laughs> because it's tough to find. Because I think most people would have thought what you guys did and like, I'm not sending my robot points away for that. So... They probably had loads that never made it out of the box. The thing is, at the time, if I'd have known of this, I would have probably done it. Because me and my cousin used to do, were always into this sort of stuff. You know, you had those little, like, key rings that make noises and uh, kind of Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, anything like that, watches. Do you remember, like, the Nintendo watches? And it had, uh, you could play, like, Super Mario Brothers 3 or Zelda on it and stuff like that. I've just seen a photo that Sixto has posted of Time Warrior in the chat. I yeah. want that so bad. Uh, I, it looks, I love it. It looks so it. naff, man. Like, let's be honest. That looks quite Mate, naff, it, doesn't it? It's an Autobot logo watch. I cannot understand why you can't see the peel in that. It looks I like, like it's got eyebrows. It's, it really it's got does. It's really big eyebrows. <laughs> yeah. I like I like the way that the, the, the mouth doesn't open, so that the mouth is the button. That's quite that's cool. So like, it's got chrome. That's, that's fun. <laughs> but it totally looks like some Poundland tat, man. Honestly, it just looks like someone has got one of those really cheap digital watches from the from the era and put two bits of plastic on the front of it. Pretty and the reason exactly what's happened. <laughs> I was going to say, Perfectly the reason okay it that. looks like that is because that is what it is. But look, how rubbish are power dashes as well? They are not the same quality as your G1 collection. They just aren't the same quality of toy. But if it didn't turn into a robot, you probably wouldn't buy it. But so the Maz, quality, you know. The, there is a Time Warrior on eBay. Ooh, I'll have to check that out later. It's a grand, mate. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> I mean, really. I mean, I'm... I, I sort of knew that it was going to be stupidly expensive when you mentioned about it. And I thought, I'm just going to check and see what this thing goes for. And I'm sure that's not the going price. Don't get me wrong. That's a, that's a, that's a cheeky listing, but uh, a grand, 999 quid. If something was the going rate, it would have gone. 
Yeah, so oh, for it's sure. Sitting there at ground, it's oh, it's actually, I say that there is a, there is another one here for five hundred dollars. So, right. okay. so that tells you everything, doesn't it? So, but still, I mean, that's that's going to be a no from me, dog. I can't even tell you. What if they did him in fiction, called him Autobot Sundial or something like that? <laughs> right? Would you be in one of those? <laughs> is that the Decepticon version, actually? Because this is okay, Time Warriors, aren't You've just nailed my next Nick Roach commission at TF Nation. It's good. Oh, there you go. Sundial. <laughs> Sundial. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in a way, if there was a Decepticon one, I think it would be more appealing because there would be a set. You know, you could have one of each or something, one on each wrist or whatever. I don't know. But that would sort of. Because that would be cool. to you about the time because it's evil. But, <laughs> It can't get any more uncool. Do you know what I mean? It's it's sort of peaked in that regard already. Yeah, I would definitely have had one if I'd have known. Extremely untriple takeover of you two, I think, to to be no. mocking this so deeply. It Not is a vintage official Transformers mail away item. It's the same category as the special teams cassette or a Luma bots offer, and like it or not, Omnibots and Power Dashes. It's it kind of is part of the same collection yeah. category. Uh, Dior, I, lo- I love it for what it is. and it's, just, it's not for me. It's not something I would seek out. I understand the appeal of it. I, I do, despite the uh, Mickey taking. Uh, you know, and I, I get it. It's, it's a part of history and all of that. It's just not for me personally. I, I do sort of see the appeal of it. Um, I do wonder that I'm just looking at it now. There is another one that sold this thing on eBay. It was listed for 377 quid. And uh, it's it went for best offer, so I don't know what they got it for, but presumably it would have been more. He's buying one now, Mass. That's what's happening. More than three hundred. I am not, mate. I can assure <laughs> you, not not at those prices. And uh, they're pretty worn, actually. The ones that are going for that price as well, like really rubbed off chrome, and yeah. you know. Uh, but I was going to say it probably falls into the same category of what you were talking about before, or we were talking about before. That actually, I'm sure a lot of them just haven't survived, and if they didn't have like proper packaging. It's got that really uh, like sort of rubber wristband as well, which I'm sure is going to be quite knackered on a lot of them. For sure. I mean, if people don't remember it, it probably means it wasn't an on offer for very long. And if people didn't like it and their reaction is like yours, even as kids, then they wouldn't have ordered it, which means the very few that did make it into people's hands, they must have really wanted them. And of course, they would have taken them out, put them on their wrist, used them, abused them, and they would have fallen to pieces, which all just feeds into the rarity of it. Yeah, we were all super into novelty watches, though, as kids, weren't we? That's what yeah. you had. I mean, I say this now, as I just pulled down, I've got a Nintendo Game Boy watch that I wore to TFN that one year because the alarm wouldn't stop going off. But so I would have had, I would probably have had one as a kid if I'd have known about it. See, the watch that does appeal to me for sure is is the other one, the little Robo one, which was part of MicroChange, wasn't it? And I know it was yeah, KO'd yeah. loads and everything. Yeah. That does appeal to me, and like it was, it was released in Generation Two again. Yep, that's right. Uh, I would, I would absolutely, yeah, I would pick that up. Yeah, there are so many cool watches that came out of the original Takara Watch Q line, and we will absolutely come back to that one day. I, I guess watches as a theme is is slightly not the topic, isn't it? But uh, it was... watch and wait. Right, indeed. You know, there's, uh, one... a, there's a Raz episode. If ever there is one, is getting him on to talk about watches. Oh, really? Is he? Yeah. Is he? A, is he a watch guy as well? He's the man to to go to about Transformers watches and pre Transformers mm. watches. The one thing that always appeals to me about that other watch as well is that supposedly it's the first toy of you know Vector Prime from Unicron Trilogy. Oh my God, it's got fiction, hasn't it? That's it's got fiction. Yeah, 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 yeah. Someone's, someone's. It's, it's got all the, but it's like an official thing as well. Um, that someone's it's been retconned to be the sort of original take on 
uh, Vector Prime and all of that. Because he that sounds like know. something Time Warrior needs. It needs some fictional love. Well, do you know there's the thing with Time Warrior for me? I think what doesn't help it is the name because whenever I hear the name Time Warrior, it's such a cool name. I yeah. will grant you. And it sounds like something that I really want to be appealing. And then when I look it up, I fully expect it to be the little robot dude. And then mm. when I realize it's just the Autobot curtains, I'm like, oh. yeah, it's that one, isn't it? Ugh. So I feel like this would be a great point to move on. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Yeah, I was just going to say, I wonder if they'll ever do like a masterpiece version. But would it just be called a timepiece? <laughs> 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 The Transformers will return after these messages. Right, well, it's that time for the bit of the pod. Uh, time, again, there you go. We're for talk about our sponsors, uh, and we're going to take a look at TF Source, first of all, and see what they've got in stock and up for pre-order at the moment. You can check them out at tfsource.com for your Transformers and third-party needs. And, uh, yeah, they've got loads of stuff, don't they? I'm going to cut to the chase uh, and just say straight away, They've got Pink Hot Rod in stock, so that's pretty exciting. <laughs> what are you doing hanging around and not pre-ordering that bad boy? Because he's right there. It's the uh, Starscream, man. If they've got that in stock, I'll be slapping an order in for that. They do? I missed, I missed yeah, it. Yeah, do it, man. They've got it. They've got it. And Hot Rod. All right. It's, Did I mention they had Hot Rod? Yeah. So I'll, I'll order those. Yeah. But but for me, it's uh, MPG-04 Trainbot Suiken from the Radiant Combiner. MPG, man. Knew you were going to take it. That's Knew you were take it. Yeah, everything about it is bang on for me. I love the robot mode. It's gorgeous. The train mode, even more gorgeous. And even the arm mode. I even like the arm mode. And I know there was some concern about how far it could actually articulate when attached to Raiden. But when I saw that stock photo of uh, Suken in arm mode attached to Shuki as the chest and the head that comes with Yukikaze, man, that was just absolute magic. I love how this toy looks. Gimme. It does look great. The colours are so rich, aren't they? Just so absolutely nice. beautiful. So unique. Yeah, yeah. Really, really gorgeous, honestly. Uh, I, I did notice the video, and I do have a slight concern about the elbow bend. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> like, it did look a bit awkward and kind of like not, I don't know, it just didn't look like it moved very far. Um, so we're going to definitely have to see on that. But, you know, even if it ends up being a question of robot modes and train modes, it's still great, and it? it's still in for them. So, uh, it looks fantastic. What about you, Liam? What do you want? I am looking at MC01 Elvis. What on earth is that? It's a like a third-party Voltron by Microcosmos, it's called. That's quite a name. Oh, it gets even better. The, the company, I think, is called Lucky Cat. Oh, uh, yeah. Here we go. Here we go. So I've seen this before, and I always thought it looked great. But the reason it popped back into my attention is, I don't know if you've seen doing the rounds, there's a third-party War Within-style Devastator. Uh, yes, I have seen that, I think, yeah. Popping up over the last few weeks. And so I've been, I keep looking to try and find somewhere to pre-order it. And then that's how I happened upon this, because it's the same people who make that. Right, okay. Well, lucky cat. Yes. They just crossed your path. <laughs> it does look pretty cool, actually. I think I have seen pictures of this thing before. I'm sure somebody yeah. had, had it or reviewed it or something. And uh, it does look really cool. It's a great design. Yeah, I think PR did it, because he did. Uh, it turns into little boxes as well. That's right. what all their toys do. So the Constructicons also turn into little boxes. But yeah, so in lieu of a Constructicon pre-order, I kind of look at this like, man, that looks really cool too. I like that it's small as well. I like that there's a picture of the the main cat 
turned into a box and then the sword is just in it like sword in the stone that's pretty yeah fun. yeah it's a funny thing like i would never have thought of them turning to boxes would be interesting but it's just a fun little extra isn't it cat in a box cat box cat box soap box it's a big litter box isn't it <laughs> cat box litter box <laughs> yeah <laughs> space. fits in with the toilet theme yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's going old school for those just spreading out wow. to different species now with the toilets Ooh, absolutely why not what are you looking at uh, right moving on to, to what I, I would have picked um, probably the train bot I guess but can I pick pink hot, pink hot rod can I go for that one because that really does look fantastic now I'm going to say actually some of the either some of the, the new legacy uh, stuff looks fantastic honestly like Lyo Convoy and things like that I know it's Leo Prime now isn't it uh, but that does keep catching my eye uh, and I do think it's really nice and uh, some of the new Earthspark stuff as well actually I think some of those toys look really really cool uh, i tell you what caught my eye there actually was the photography just because it's so different in front of like the barn and all of that with the little fake grass and I just thought that looked kind of neat and obviously they've done some of the you know new trailers and things for that show uh, this week as well, I've landed lots of conversation about that. That's great. I'm I'm into it, honestly. So anyway, let's move on to Kapow Toys. Co. Uk. You know, UK supplier, but they do serve some bits of Europe as well. So if you're in one of those territories, then do check them out. Uh, and again, they got loads of Transformers, loads of other toys as well. Uh, well worth a look. Fantastic sponsor of ours. So please do check them out at kapowtoys.co.uk. And what's got your eye here, gents? Right. Well, I've actually ordered this now. So oh. I can talk about it. I've been mentioning it for two episodes, two, three episodes in a row now. In the Diaclone section, Kapow still have the DA35 Skyjacket Skysavers version. And that's the white repaint of the original Skyjacket that came out a bit earlier. Now this uh, looks a bit like a jet and like a suit. And it clips onto one of the Epsilon style, oh sorry, one of the Maneuver style powered suits. And it just makes it look incredible. It's got a wing pack, jet boosters on the legs, fantastic gauntlets, just it is gorgeous, very small, really small. But I had this uh, originally when I was collecting and it was a super fun set and it made the the powered suit look great. Just thought it clashed with the colors a lot, but they released a white powered suit to go with this and it just looks like a mini version of the Trijetta and they've got it for under 40 quid, which is just fantastic nowadays as a price. So uh, not sure how much longer that's going to hang around now the cat's out of the bag, but I've put my order in and uh, reckon a few others will too when they find out what capacity will have them for. What about you, Liam? Back to that Diaclone you were just talking about. They've had it for ages, haven't they? Because I, I almost bought it a long time ago without realising it was a... It, you needed the suit and it didn't come with that. Because it reminds me of... Do uh, you remember the suit Centurions? Uh, exactly that, yeah. Precisely the vibe it gives me. And yes, yeah. it is a little bit of a... A funny one because the packaging does show the powered suit as well. But yeah. They do a lot of that with the Diclone lines. It's a bit cheeky. Uh, you, yeah, you really have to, particularly not speaking the language of the packaging, you really have to kind of do, right. do your homework a bit, don't yeah. you? 100%. But uh, yeah, the, the thing I was actually looking at is the Transformers Legacy Deluxe Scrap Hook. It's like a junkyard oh, yeah. car thing. Like, that looks kind of neat. Yeah, it's, it's fun, fun that they've done another new character, isn't it? Yeah, it's completely yeah. new design, right? Yeah, yeah, and he crumbles a bit, so you can plug him into other guys, I think. So it's like a fossilizer yeah. as a junkion kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, you remember like when they did Six Gun and Brunt and those? Oh, yeah. Weaponizer, sorry. That's yeah. the word I'm yeah. looking for, weaponizer. Yeah. yeah it's a great right. idea. It's kind of the perfect realization of junkions, really, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, totally, spot on, actually. totally right. makes sense, you know. Yeah. But they wear each other. <laughs> where the dead parts <laughs> of them, yeah. mate. But um, 
I saw in the artwork there was one of the motorbike with a sidecar, and so I wonder if it's going to be the Voyager we've already had as Junk Keep and Retgar with one of these that can plug into the side. That's going to be quite cool. That would be cool. Yeah, but I'm here for more Junkions. It's nice to see them go outside of bikes. Well, it's nice to see them even do the bikes because <laughs> it's normally just Retgar, isn't it? And then yes. Retgar repainted. What are you looking at, Sixer? Well, I guess for me, it's not necessarily something that I'll... Yeah, look to pick up myself, but I do think it's interesting. Is the old uh, Velocitron uh, leader class galaxy shuttle, uh, and I just think that uh, it's a very intriguing toy all round. I mean, it's caused tons of comment online. Uh, it's, <laughs> I guess, what's funny for me is that yes, it doesn't really look like the original character much. I mean, it's got sort of uh, head sculpt, and I think uh, Mark Clonus, uh, Mark Mayer. Uh, wrote something on his Instagram or, or published something sort of explaining that uh, he didn't work on the original design, but there was this sort of alternate head uh, that he sort of found, I think, for it and, and how it sort of came to be. It's quite an interesting story. But uh, I think what really kind of makes me laugh with stuff like this is that when this comes out, uh, you suddenly get a lot of people who you you never would have expected are huge uh, stalwarts for like vintage Japanese victory accuracy <laughs> and it's sort of quite funny how important that becomes to people all of a sudden and it's like it doesn't really matter does it because it's just you know you're not going to if you're not going to get a new mold of victory uh, shuttle or whatever any of those toys then a retool or a repaint of something else is as good as it's going to get and better that than nothing surely i don't know so it, it sort of makes me laugh but i think it looks quite cool Start after the countdown base, isn't it, as well? The little launch pad. I think it's, that's, yeah. is that like where the colours come from? Uh, it yeah. certainly looks like it, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, Which is another kind of neat little nod as well, isn't it? So uh, I think the robot mode looks pretty good. Yeah, I I think it looks not really nice. I'm going to get it, because I, I really like the Astro Train mode, but I'm quite happy when they uh, do interesting recolors like this with heads, and you know, something where it makes sense. Yeah. It's like, yeah, sure, I'd love a, its own mould, but at the same time, that, I think that looks cool. I really like that. I do like the head sculpt, I think. Yeah, the head sculpt's really nice. It's very, very Galaxy Shuttle, and that is probably one of the very best parts of Galaxy Shuttle, is the head sculpt. So that's that's very on character there. Yeah, for sure. So anyway, that's there. That's on Kapow. You know, it's up for pre-order right now, and uh, they, they've even got a little bit of a sale on. You can get, uh, Liam, plug, plug. They can get, you can get a quid off, mate. So that's pretty good. Yeah, uh, I'm in. Yeah, why not? I, was, I like taking advantage of a good sale. Yeah, indeed. Might uh, yeah, it's one one pound towards a time warrior further down the line, isn't it? So. <laughs> Out of a thousand. Yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, so yeah, get in on that. But yeah, I think that looks pretty good. So uh, yeah, that is our sponsors for the evening. That is tfsource.com and kapowtoys.co.uk. Do check them out. And as always, a massive thank you from us to both of them for sponsoring the pod. We now return to the Transformers. Okay, going back to Mail Away Transformers, before we got onto the subject of Time Warrior, Liam, you mentioned that had you known about the Stars base as a kid, this would have been something you would have gone for. So this flat pack, cardboard, sort of put it to yourself, playset. What would have appealed about something like that? Oh, it's a base. It's a playset. Those two things I loved as a kid. Because I was always one of those kids, when I played with toys, I wanted to have like a background and stuff that's what well, my photos come from it's that mm. i wanted that and that's what i was trying to imagine so i used to go and play at this old lady's house down the street because the front garden had like one of them cool rockeries but you know the ones where they go to like the crazy degrees so there's like a small <laughs> jungle with rocks and everything everywhere 
So and that's where I would take my toys down and play. Like I had a Manta Force base that was all rocks and stuff, and so I'd blend it in with that, and then that would become a base and this sort of thing. So this This is not I'm, actually a childhood story, is it? This is just now and you yeah. Just yeah. regularly just go down to this lady's front garden and this afternoon. Yeah. Oh, phrasing. Phrasing. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. The secret life of Toybox Soapbox. <laughs> not so secret anymore. Yeah. Mm. Uh oh. But yeah, so this, like when I saw this, it's perfect to have a little base for your Transformers like that for the larger toys as well. Because we had all the micromaster bases and stuff. Mm-hmm. But something like this, it's just, I love that. I love looking at all the details, the computer screens and the floor and stuff like that. Would you have it now? Oh, God, yeah. Sorry, if sorry. I could get it for a reasonable price, I would buy it in a heartbeat. I think it goes for money now, doesn't it? This thing? Yeah. Like all mailaways, especially the ones that kids wouldn't have flocked to buy. Like Omnibots are probably some of the most affordable mailaway transformers, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, they, they like definitely Star's are. Base. Especially the Hasbro version of Stars Base, I think, is pretty hard to get. Yeah, just I wish they do it now. Yeah. Like, there's no reason why they couldn't do because they're obsessed with little cardboard backdrops at the minute in the toys. Why can't they do this? They could have put this in with something like one of the Haslab things or the Titan toys or something. Just get it out there. It would but look not amazing. cardboard. Like actually make a stars base. Okay, now yes, we could do that as well. I mean, I would have been happy with cardboard, but I would be even more ecstatic with that because I don't think it's a thing it has for a mine at all. You know, like backdrops and stuff. Yeah. Think about the chain bases you love. Imagine yeah. if you could get like stars style chain base add-ons that you could just modularly build out and have this amazing base. I mean, how many people would have wanted the arc because it had Teletran One in it? Something yeah. like this would be fantastic. Yeah, you didn't really get bases like that so much back in the day. There was only really this, wasn't there? Until MicroMasters and all of that came on the scene. Like you got the occasional big robot that turned like um Power Master Optimus Prime or whatever that turned into a a sort of a base but that never quite counted for me like in the same way because obviously in all the fiction they had their own bases didn't they so i guess this would have plugged that gap and this thing's quite large isn't it like i'm always impressed with it when i see pictures of it by how big it is because uh i think when you just see pictures of it by itself it's hard to kind of imagine that it's actually as big as it is but uh i, I don't it know has a are, door. yeah it does uh, and there are pictures of it out there with some toys like Hotspot and Hot Rod and Chrome Dome and things yeah. like that. And it fits G1 toys with ease, multiples yeah. in there. Yeah, it's 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 a fairly sizable old thing. It's, it's amazing how something small like that, like a door, for me that's really important because it's like what I was saying about Starcom, it wasn't the guns and stuff that popped out, it was that I could put like the little cargo pods in, you know, everything's interactable mm. and that's something like that, having a door for your characters to go through and out. It just, I don't know, it's such a great thing. Yeah, this thing's got like an alcove as well, the, you yeah. know, with like an overhanging display. Okay, I mean, I'm, we're describing it as extremely cool. It is put together by cardboard and it sags in places. <laughs> yeah. and it's not exactly well aligned. But this was available for £4.99 and four robot points. Kills me. This is the one that kills me that if I'd have known about it, I would have loved to have had it. And you get like a little membership card as well. You get like I, a Star's I was, membership yeah, card. Yeah, you do. I was just going to say, you actually get other stuff as well. A little badge. Iron, an iron-on patch. Wow. I used to have a Star's iron-on patch, but it was not the Transformers variety. So the Resident Evil version. I love that there's a photo here of G1 Grandus. <laughs> so it's almost like, yeah, G1 Grandus is the Star's base Transformers. <laughs> they need to do more stuff like that. And the opportunities are right there, particularly as they are doing so many cardboard backdrops. And, you know, they're leaning in with the photography more as well with scenery and stuff. There's no yeah, for sure. 
What's the origin of stars? The the design of it or whatever. Do we do we know where it comes from? Isn't it just a? It's just a Transformers only cardboard mail away playset. That's right. exactly what it says on the tin. <laughs> it's just. But it doesn't it, like the design of it doesn't come from somewhere else or anything not, like that. Not it's, as far as I know, it's just something that someone knocked together. There is a picture of the Japanese one as well. Uh, I've just found online, um, which looks uh, slightly different. I think that's uh, the one that comes with the gold pin badge, isn't it? It seems to be. Yeah, you can tell it's different because it's got the Japanese Transformers logo on it. Um, from what I can see, but yeah, it, very unique design. I guess I was wondering because it doesn't look very transformery actually other than having the the logo on it yeah. um you know it doesn't look like the arc for example does it It doesn't look like cybertron um so i'm just sort of wondering where the design came from but maybe it didn't it does feel very much like that early sort of transformers art there where you would see stuff like this right and it was completely made up and different like a lot of the stuff in the marvel comic and stuff is very different to the cartoon you know what i mean but even in merchandise and stuff you would see just random made up robot bases or even characters wouldn't you just completely fictionalized stuff. Yeah, very true. Yeah, it doesn't look like it's based on anything, but it feels in step with it if it makes sense. No, it does. It does absolutely, and I think you are right. It does it does have a very early Marvel vibe somehow? So, what about the special teams cassette? Did either of you guys were you aware of that? Do you have it now? Did you have it at the time? Would you have bought it at the time? Uh, a friend at school had it. I remember that. I remember because I always remember the tune. It's like my favourite Transformers tune. Did you still hear it? No, I think they used to use it in the UK commercials. I love that thing because I remember that tape. So I listened to it recently. Oh, wow, you've got it. I actually do have the uh, Special Teams cassette, yeah. Oh, wow, you I, actually got it there. Yeah, yeah I, I wanted this because mainly when we did our GCWO and we based all of our aesthetics off those Special Teams catalogues and fold-out yeah, posters, yeah, 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 yeah. this was, was as Liam said, completely in step with it, yeah. And I just thought it, it was super cheap. Big shout out to Alex Kirk, who linked me to like a four pound, five pound auction for this. And actually, it goes extremely well with the Ticknats Tech Spec card game cassettes. I was just going to say that because I've got one on the table right in front of me. <laughs> but yeah, this to me, like I'm looking at this and it says uh, the special teams 30 minute adventure story. I've got no desire to listen to it, <laughs> but just having it, knowing that I've had so many versions of the paperwork promoting it. And I've seen it in Transformers G1 packaging since the late 90s when I was collecting as an adult. And knowing that it's a vintage item, an official item that came as a result of you buying the toys that you could then mail away for, it's exactly the same thing as Time War. It just massively appeals to me on that basis. Yeah, I can understand that. Why not? Why not? So it's a bit of a laugh. What is the actual uh, story? Is it, It's not a cartoon episode or whatever. It's like a narrated thing? I believe so. Cool. Which also ties into my love of the Ladybird cassettes, you know, right? And those, yeah. those stories. I was just going to say, I can remember listening to this on my tape uh, tape deck Soundwave, along <laughs> with the uh, you know the eighty six movie Ladybird tat book. in tat yeah. <laughs> layers of tat. Yeah, along with the the Ladybird cassettes, but particularly the movie one. You remember the eighty six mm. movie one with the book? Yeah, yeah. Please yep. turn the page. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, that's very eighties as well. There you go. Yeah. The the color on that um, artwork and everything is is quite something. It's quite pink hot rod in its way of the special teams cassette. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's just another part of this entire brand's uh, aesthetic at the time, and that's why basically anything with that kind of imagery on appeals. I mean, I bought that hot rod painting from Christian yes, yeah. Nation. It's just more Transformers art. Yeah. It just goes so well with the packaging and. I love it when it's so on brand. 
and and I think I I would happily have bought more of this stuff at the time if it was available. I just don't remember seeing this stuff in stores, and I don't remember the special teams cassette promo as a child. But I know a lot of our friends actually do remember this promo as a child and had this cassette as a kid. That's the one I remember from the boxers. Is the special teams? You remember the the poster of it? Yeah, the, the leaflet. That one with the catalog on the other side, wasn't it? It's amazing. It's a wonderful foldout. It really yeah. is something that I would consider just having framed on the wall. All of this kind of period of stuff is is gorgeous. So I, I don't I don't remember this. Uh, this is so funny, and this is obviously like classic. Uh, you know, knowing you, Maz, and things like this. But so I didn't know what this looked like. I had no recollection of it. So I thought, well, I better just look it up and see what it looks like online. Uh, so just go to Google Images, scroll down a little bit. Oh, it's a tweet from Maz with a picture of the <laughs> leaflet. Um, special Teams cassette. There it is. And the it's blue little, leaflet, right? Yeah, really it's blue a little blue leaflet. Yeah. yeah, I've just found your tweet. From two, 2019, there you go, Hooray! December, December 6th. My purpose is fulfilled. I am relevant to one episode <laughs> and myself. Well, yeah, when you put in uh, Transformers Special Teams cassette, uh, you come up, you're like, I don't know, you're like hit number 10. It's higher than usual. Oh, it's like one of those now cassettes. You're, you're the 10th <laughs> track on there. <laughs> Well, as long as I'm on the first page, mate. As long as I'm on the first page. Well, actually, now that's hit- what I call special teams. <laughs> <laughs> now that I want on cassette, yeah. that's what I want to be listening to right now. Hmm. Uh, actually, hit number four or five, hit number five, sorry, is Kevin Gorman. Atta boy. Who's, who's recreated that special teams artwork with some of his nice photography and everything. And he's uh, yeah. he's he's done his edit, you know, to kind of recreate it in uh, yeah. the, the Superion versus Menasaur artwork to recreate it with actual toys. Um, and he's done a, a very high-def recreation of all of the kind of uh, grid artwork with the purple, kind of pinky purple art, uh, arrow and all of that kind of stuff. It's really nice. It's unforgettable stuff, isn't it? I mean, we did the whole GCWO with this in mind because it's just, it sticks in your mind and it's beautiful. It would be beautiful today. It doesn't look massively dated in in um, in a detrimental way, if you know what I mean. It just no. looks cool. It's almost got that sort of timeless retro appeal to it, doesn't it? In a, in a funny way, um, like a lot of stuff from after this has dated more, but this is kind of keying into a very niche specific era of things that where the design of it actually just kind of goes on doesn't it i think it's just a, a sign of good design ultimately it just it catches oh, your eye he's done such a good job of it hasn't he the sensitivity, yeah there you go it looks really good doesn't it yeah you guys need to check it out trapped in polyhex.com check out kevin gorman's recreations of classic yeah. uk and marvel transformers paperwork because he's done the special teams cassette and it's just rad you have yeah to see it well, he's done, he's done, I mean, that website's great anyway. He's done way more besides very, I Good mean, lad. not, yeah, I was going to say not only a talented chap, but a lovely chap as well. Yeah. But I think I said at the time when we were doing the GCWO, this is what I think of when I think of Transformers branding. Like when I mm. think Transformers, this is the stuff that first pops into my head. This look, that logo, all of that kind of, you know, the, those motifs, specifically that era is to me what Transformers is. So you would consider having this cassette as a cool thing to have because it's a reflection of that look, that style that means so much to you, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm already thinking about after we've come off this looking on eBay for it. So <laughs> I've done it before, but never I just bought it. I hate to bring it up again, but that's what Time Warrior is for me. It's yeah. it's not just the 86 look, it's the 84 and 85 look of that instruction booklet. And that's what tickles me so much about these silly power dashes as well, because they come with that booklet. 
And even though they've all got the same content in there, nothing remotely like fiction or or anything unique to them, at least they do have the picture of the individual Power Dashes different for each release. And it's just, I know so many collectors who have folders of G1 instruction booklets. They have them all. They've collected them all, which would be an amazing thing to look through, in all honesty. And this is just more entries into the same thing. So it's that connection. It's not because I look at that watch and think that's the best watch I'm ever going to own. Just like you're not going to look at this cassette and think that's the coolest possible thing. I could. Well, actually, maybe you would. Yeah, I was going to say, right on my street. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> look who you're talking to. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to stop while I'm remotely not even ahead. <laughs> I think that, that would be the best place to stop. I still have somewhere Sonia cassette from when I went to watch Gladiators. <laughs> you know, because I bought one and she sings some random Gladiators song and it had like the theme tune on it. Did they give it to you after Wolf punched you in the face? They didn't, but I did buy it after that. Right. How can you talk to me about tat? Because <laughs> I'm the tat lord. I have so much tat. But that's not good enough for you. That's too tat for you. No, now, if it, you know, if it was a, a you know, for a re- very reasonable price, if it wasn't a grand, then yeah, yeah fair, fair, fair. It kind of takes it over. It's not something that I'm like, wow, I must have it. It's like that's a thing that exists. It's just, it's just awful that thing. this stuff costs that much, isn't it? Even old, old, uh, old time curtains. Tat. Just Transformers tat. Yeah, it's bad. Right? Mail away Transformers is what I'm really talking about. The yeah. fact that things the like torch. Power Dashes and Omnibots, the torch. I mean, if you see like a carded version of that torch, someone's going to ask loads for it. The bum bags. just The bum bags, yes. But I love the fact it took so long for me to realise that you also had the torch. Because it was only quite recently, I think you mentioned it on the episodes. And that's where I'd mentioned it before, like as a thing I'd had. And I think you'd said, yeah, without saying that you'd had it too and have so, you both like, got the well, torch yes i still have my torch we, we've yeah. got the power wow <laughs> <laughs> look at you torch boys you can yeah. find it in my twitter feed actually I, i've um i've posted I pictures of i'll probably it. i'll probably just google transformers torch and you'll be the top hit i'm no kevin i don't i don't have it anymore that's a sad thing me and my cousin had them as kids and i remember mm. buying it because i think it is is it the last piece of like branded transformers merchandise that was released here no I think it is. I think is that not one of the last things? I'm sure. What about that G2 Overlord bag that Graham has? Yeah, but was that officially released yeah. here? But I'm sure there's some story attached to it that it's one of the very last pieces of merchandise. I'm sure. It's, I'm sure James Roberts will know because I think he wrote this in those books he did about the Marvel comics, uh, his collections. He's got like little uh, snippets in between talking about mm-hmm. the comics and stuff. And he, had, I think, he had a picture of the advert for it. And yeah, of course, because it would have been related to the ad that's printed in the comics. Yeah, I think has yeah. it got school? Is it school grins in a robot on it? Or one of the pretenders, isn't it? I thought it was Powermaster Prime. No, that was he was on the box, but I think on the, oh, okay. I think he's on the card, but I think on the poster it's one of the pretender robots in a robot. Oh no, I think you're right. It is Skullgrin. Uh, there's a there's a picture actually. The Powermaster Torch. There is a picture yeah. of Skullgrin, but kind of um, like getting on fire, basically getting yeah. destroyed. It's the power of the light. Should we call this episode Mail Away Transformers and Related Tat? Let's do more tat another time. But I was just yeah. interested to hear it to hear about it. Uh, that was all. Because it's that's a that's an item I'm not at all familiar with. So I remember getting it and loving it, but when you when you're that age, I think it's very much like a when you get stuff you're fascinated, aren't you? That's so good. That's such an amazing ad. That's why yeah. I thought it was Prime because it says Power Master Torch on it. But that's it's, the it's Power Master theme. Torch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's but it's the it's Skullgrin on the picture. I'm pretty certain Power Master Prime was on the card. He's oh, okay. on the actual card you get. That's just yeah. on the advert. It's Skullgrin. But the point I was making is it's annoying that this stuff is so expensive now. Yeah. Things like Madeways, things like a G1 Reflector has effectively doubled in price in, in Refle- recent yeah. years. Yeah. Reflector's not an easy one to get hold of, really, yeah. is it? 
He's everywhere. KO, so. He's not rare. Reflector is not oh, rare. You're right. You're right. It's ubiquitous, if anything. But uh, it's just quite pricey, isn't it? That's the thing. It's uh, it, Omnibots too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's what we said before. I think with the Omnibots, you can get them for maybe a bit cheaper. They're probably the cheapest of all of this stuff, but they're just often knackered, aren't they? I mean, you see... Um, well, Maz, we've talked about it before, but even trying to find you an overdrive... And uh, we we ended up with a slightly duff one, didn't we? I mean, it was it was still nice. It was still great, and you know, it, it turned it over. It's like, oh, the seventy percent of the chrome is missing. Yeah, <laughs> that's the on. thing. It's, it, it was just unfortunate. It was just like inside the legs that obviously I mean, been a without fault chrome. With it yeah, but it, none of, none of these things have been particularly preserved very well. That's the thing, and that's um, yeah, such a shame. They were sold in baggies and sent yeah. out in mailer boxes. They weren't. In sealed bubbles, in you know, cavernous packaging like a lot of G one, certainly not styrofoam. At least reflectors have been in styrofoam. Yeah, you know, if if they haven't been bought, but yeah, so much of this stuff is expensive. But I think one section which is still quite affordable is uh, is the Weetabix stuff. Like in the well, UK. I was just going to ask. Yeah, yeah. is that because I have no knowledge? Is that easy to get hold of? It's. I'm surprised how many of them there have been around, but as, as you can imagine, sealed versions of them are getting tougher to get. And I was really lucky to get drag strip for like thirty five quid. I, say, I remember that. It. Yeah, you, like, was it on Twitter? Pounds. Yeah, it was. It was old Roboto Chan who, right. uh, who showed me that. Yeah, I, I remember. I remember him being like, "Oh, okay." I would have thought that would have gone for more, actually. But I'm really glad I did get it for that because it let me do the old drag strip stickers thing that Lee Cheney came up with. But it did feel weird opening a Weetabix drag strip to do that. Uh, I almost feel like I should have been much more reluctant to to do that, but of course I kept the baggy and I kept the little wheat bix thing, and that was weird. I never saw those as a kid. I, ne- I, I, mean, I never ate wheat bix as a kid. That was probably it. <laughs> I never saw them. They went wrong. <laughs> yeah. What did they just do? The two was it just drag strip and yeah. fireflight? Correct. Yeah. Just those two. So, that's so random, isn't it? Just I don't know. Unless you were me, then they did the whole lineup. <laughs> <laughs> Well, in a way, that makes it even more bizarre that they just sent you all of these other toys. Like, what? Such overcompensation. I can't yeah. get over it. Why didn't they just send you one of the two toys that were part of the promotion? <laughs> I don't know. Someone had to go out and buy them, probably. <laughs> so <that was> a... <laughs> it's utterly bonkers. It's like total overkill. But that's what it would have been, isn't it? That conversation, exactly. Well, do we have any drag strips? No, guys, we're sold out. What about Firefly? All gone. What else have we got? Oh, the whole rest of the line. Fine, send that. <laughs> Wheeljack? What about Wheeljack? He'll be disappointed it's not Fireflight. <laughs> yeah. Maybe maybe they um, were sent a load of toys or something. They just had them yeah. kicking around in the office. You don't know. There might have just been samples or something that you know they just had, and they were like, God, we want to get rid of these things. Stick them in a box and send them to this kid. I don't know. I was very grateful. I was very, very grateful. Are you going to have another grumble that you had most of them already? <laughs> yes. I know. Terrible, isn't it, having all of Transformers? Most of Transformers. Speaking of snack-related Transformers mailaways, we can't not talk about the Cookie Crisp Jazz. I was going to say I'm surprised we haven't come onto it yet, so... I have a bit of a thing about this because everybody always cites that KO, don't they? There's a, not KO, sorry, that custom that's uh, that's online of jazz mocked up in with kind that's of a cookie. Discount. Yeah, yeah, literally. And uh, I think a lot of people in their head think that that's what the toy was, but it's not, yeah. is it? It's just a regular jazz, but missing some of the stickers, basically. 
Well, the prevalent thing is about it that a lot of people still believe that any jazz without the martini stuff on it is a cookie crisp jazz. But no, I mean, in 1985, in the US, mm. eventually that martini stuff was phased out and it was just a plain number four on the side. Then classics box jazz is plain number four. All of 1986 jazzes across the US and across Europe were that jazz. So if you see a jazz with just a four and no martini and no um, Porsche stuff on the spoiler stickers, it's not necessarily Cookie Crisp. I think the thing about Cookie Crisp was it was one of the first transitional ones where they'd stuck that sticker on top of the martini sticker on the door. So if you peel back yeah. the regular plain number four sticker on the door, you see the martini sticker underneath. I think that is one of the key distinguishing features of the Cookie Crisp mail away. But yeah. All those other ones you're seeing, like there can't be that many of them out there. Otherwise, it's more common than the pre rub jazz with the martini. But that's uh, definitely an ongoing myth in the fandom. Yeah, for sure. It's almost, yeah, I think that's the thing, isn't it? If you just don't have the martini logo at all, then that's a different version. Yeah. Whereas if you've got stickers over the martini logo, then it's likely to be cookie crisp, isn't it? These early G1 Transformers mailaways are huge collector's items. I mean, people pay so much for a mail-away mirage or a mail-away thundercracker or sunstreaker do you remember that they come with like the black and white printed tech specs the paper ones yeah in the baggie? they don't come with the full color ones that stuff and of course there's canadian versions as well like you get a canadian mail-away hubcap that comes with a cliff jumper booklet but can you imagine booklets for minibots that's just totally not what any of us got but in canada you did and you got a cliff jumper one that comes with a hubcap. That stuff is crazy expensive now. And I think it's just like what I said. If you can get a G1 instruction booklet for a character that is not normally available, it just adds appeal to something like that. And it, it adds to the desire of collectors. And they go for so much money. Yeah, I can see that. I didn't even realize there, there was a little booklet for cliff jumper. Well, there wasn't unless you had the Canadian mail-away one. That's what I mean. I didn't, I didn't realize that was a thing. Wow. What, like a little instruction book? Yeah. That's cool. It is like super the vintage cool. style uh, yes. books, like say for Wheeljack, and no, because the Wheeljack one would have been in color because it's eighty four. But from eighty five onwards, they were all just like the the red and white, you know. That oh yeah, yeah. But I mean, those styles. That style, yeah. yeah that style. Wow. Yeah. Is, it, is it like two pages? <laughs> just <laughs> very, well, <laughs> if you look at the steps on the back of the card, they really do make a whole meal of just the fact that you pull out some arms and the legs. Make a map, and it's just the Autobot logo. Yeah. <laughs> Of course, Reflector comes with a proper fold-out instruction booklet as well, and it comes with the black and white tech mm. as well. So that's pretty yeah. cool. Actually, yeah. I think Reflector's tech is printed in its instruction booklet. Yeah, it's actually on one of the pages of the instruction booklet. It's stuff like that that makes it cool, I think. The yeah, interesting sure. differences. Does that make it unique? Yeah. I, I get why that stuff appeals to like real hardcore collectors. It's not It's not my jam at all. Do you know what I mean? It's not my arena. But uh, I do, I do see the history, appeal. Yeah, that's the thing. And for people that are looking to preserve this stuff, I'm sure there's also an element of challenge with some of it as well. You know, trying to find stuff that, as we've already said, you know, wasn't particularly preserved. I mean, just looking at you know pictures of Cookie Crisp Jazz um, and the way that it's packaged, it's not exactly going to be well preserved in that box. You know, it's not in any kind of styro or anything like that. It'll just be bouncing about. But then if you think half of the stuff like Mirage and all of those guys, I'm sure they're the same. They just turn up in little baggies or whatever, I assume, um, with the paperwork in there. So uh, is that right, Mess? Yeah, so they are just 
bagged. And you know what Thundercracker missiles are like, so there's every chance they might turn up broken. But they were sent in mailer boxes, you know, those brown mailer boxes that yeah. the Hasbro Portucket address on it. I just remembered that the first BotCon I attended, I saw an item there I didn't know existed. And that was if someone had ordered all three Omnibots at the same time, they actually got them in a slightly larger mailer box with all three Omnibots in it. And that's a super rare item as well, if you can actually get like the mailer box with all three Omnibots in it. Which, again, who's going to be looking for that? It's, it's super yeah. rare, super niche G1 item. But seeing one in the flesh was like, wow. And of course, it was the Hartmans who had it. Mm. That's down, down to the arena, isn't it, of like cardboard and things like that. But yeah, again, you know, if that appeals to people, then why not? Of course, mail-away transforms were available in other countries as well. Japan had mail Do you guys know anything about the Japanese mail Not hugely, to be honest. Uh, other than the, the Japanese... Uh, well, it was actually Camshaft that I had, of course, not Downshift, because the name swap. Oh, that's, but, that's uh, true. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah, it's the white one, but Camshaft. Yeah, other than that, no, not a huge amount. I don't think so. Have you seen the mail boxes for Ratchet and the Omnibots, where there's actually like... Uh, it looks like Tiger Tracks packaging, basically. Because oh, that's nice. what Tiger Tracks. I have seen that. Yes, callback. I have yeah. seen the Ratchet one. I think yes. Um, I think we talked about it before once. Right. So they had those toys, and they they obviously never had things like Cosmos. Didn't get a Japanese release. It was a mail away. It was called Adams. Uh, Gears as well was a mail away, I believe. Ironhide was Ironhide not released. But there's like a, a slew of early G1 that didn't get shelf release, whereas Reflector did. And then you could get Dinobots later on. And Nor as well is a really well-known Japanese exclusive like mail away in a, in a mm. proper box, but they come in US boxes with like stickers on. We just mentioned Tiger Track mailaways didn't finish in the vintage era. We've had some reissue mailaways like Tiger Track was the main one. Were any of you guys collecting G1 reissues when Tiger Track came out? Uh, not at that time. Well, not when it came out. No, not collecting, buying some of them, just the odd one here and there. Not yeah, collecting, I suppose. Not, it's yeah. exactly the same thing, isn't it? It's, at the time, slightly tricky to get because you had to get a Japanese magazine or you had to get someone in Japan to mail away for you and then you'd get a Tiger Track. And it wasn't very expensive. It was probably the same price as any reissue G1 car at the time. Nowadays, so much more expensive because yeah. of that initial trickiness of how to get it. It wasn't just store sold. It wasn't just available on eHobby. So it's... It's got an extra premium attached to it, and also because it's an exclusive color. Yeah. Tiger Track was uh, Figure King. Was it Figure King? Mm-hmm. It wasn't Figaro. Same thing. Are they the same magazine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Figaro okay. is just the is how it's written. That's all. So it's it's the same thing, though. Uh, but the O is just like a, it's like a Romanized thing, I think. Oh, I had no idea. But yeah, mm-hmm. okay. That's the magazine it was from. Yeah. And my first one was a mail-away. I did actually get someone in Japan to send away. Oh, really? Oh, you actually had the... I wanted so there it you you had the whole process of doing it. Was that in 2003? When was it released? 2004. Yeah, was it then? Some, something like that, yeah. And, and I just sold my vintage one, my vintage Diaclone, because I thought, well, that's good enough for me. If I can just have the reissue Tiger Track, I don't need the vintage anymore. I still mm. feel the same. Yeah. They used to do it with the Million Publishing as well, didn't they? With the right. characters. They're the ones I particularly remember because they were the ones I was wanted but never got because they just always seemed slightly more difficult to get, you know. I was never keen on jumping through hoops. I'd much rather just click a button and buy it. And then, you know, the sort of lengths you had to go through to get those. Did you ever do it, though? No, never had one. Would you today, if something was offered? Like this retro G1 line that we're all gushing about, the Starscream and the Hot Rod. If they were to offer a grey Astro train, but it was a mail away, would you bother with it? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I for would. that. Yeah, for that. I'm far less lazy than I was then. Like before, I was more like, <laughs> 
eh, you know, I'm not that forced. I don't want to spend that kind of money now through this and just through being in the fandom for a lot longer. I'd be way more interested in doing stuff like that and going to that effort. The the funny thing now is that you almost, because there are actually some mail away stuff. I mean, like the masterpiece, um, the cape and crown accessory mm-hmm. for masterpiece. Right, that mail away? That's a, that's kind of a mail away, mail away thing. Yeah. You have to show evidence. Firstly, I think you have to live in Japan and have to have a, a, I believe this is right, have a registered Japan home address or whatever. Um, and then you have to have shown proof that you've bought all three of the Masterpiece Seekers, the MP52 mold, um, and then post that away to then be able to buy the Cape and Crown and all of that. So it's, it's essentially a mail away. But uh, the of course, what ends up happening is that that stuff becomes available on you know, sites, Yahoo Japan, whatever, for an absolute premium. And so almost doing the work and doing the mail away thing, like you're saying, would you do AstroTrain? Well, yeah, because the alternative is that you pay a ridiculous markup for someone else to do exactly the same thing for you. And you obviously don't want to be doing that really, do you? Do you not want to just do the work yourself and save the cash? So that's the choice. But in in the case of the Sega thing... I think, yeah, the problem is that you have to live in Japan. It's a remarkable number of hoops that have had to jump through to get it. It's mad, honestly. And a couple have already turned up on, uh, you know, sites, Yahoo Japan, for example, for stupid money, you know, like to the point where you're like, well, who is going to pay that realistically? Like, certainly not me. Um, you know, it's just absolutely ridiculous. The legacy of the mail away continues. Yeah, indeed. Well, I was just thinking back. I mean, 2010 was a big thing as well, wasn't it? The whole 2010 thing in with Takara, um, you know, like the Rodimus stand and things like that. That was all mail away stuff, wasn't it? Of course. Yeah, it was very much in the vein of uh, old robot points and stuff. You know, it was essentially the same thing. But t- the 2010 campaign was across all kinds of different toys, wasn't it? Like I know it was across mm. Masterpiece. But a lot of other toy lines as well. I think maybe even Generations toys and various things. Um, and you could collect coupons. But they were essentially robot points, weren't they? That's it. Like modern toys were being printed with robot toys, robot yeah. points. I mean, Japan really continued the whole mail away culture well after Hasbro stopped. Like yeah. Even like stuff like Victory and Battle Stars would still have mail away items those years. In the 90s, they were offering Dinobots, G1 Dinobots, as mail away. I think. In the West, we were very much moved past mail away transformers by that point. I mean, were there any notable Beast Wars mail in items or, or Beast Machines or Unicron trilogy in, in the West? Uh, no, not. And I, I think, well, to be honest, I wouldn't. I'm not an expert on it, so don't you know? <laughs> don't grab me on this. I don't recall any majorly from Beast Wars. There may have been, um, but there have been. I think a few since then. I think there have been a couple of prom- uh, promotions here and there, sort of things over the years and that, but. Uh, Nothing that particularly springs to mind with the same level of, uh, you know, knowledge of as like reflector and things like that. So looking back on it now, we, we've talked about multiple mail-in things: toys, tat, modern, vintage. How do you feel about the fact that it's part of the collecting scene and part of the kind of stuff that we try to get? Would you have preferred if at no point there was ever any mail-ins for Transformers, or do you think the nostalgia of it and just that difference in experience of mailing away for for stickers or for a Batmobile or for a reflector, it's cool that that's part of the history of the brand. Or, or is it just, just a major obstacle now for collectors in terms of rarity and effort? I'd say both of those things, to be honest, because for me personally, it would be 
I'd much prefer that stuff was available just to buy, like the Omnibots and stuff. So it was more accessible for people like us. And, you know, there's no hoops and it just be available. But on the other hand, now as a collector, it's fun seeing this stuff and the mystery behind it and the yeah. story, even if it's not something I'm that, you know, interested in or interested enough to go and chase. I like the fact that it exists and that there's a history there and there is, and we can talk about it like this and you're like, Oh, you know, cocky Christian jazz. You talk about the things like there was always something that takes hold like a myth and it becomes a truth, doesn't it? To sort of say, cause everybody just believes that's the way it is like a wonder bread. He man thought about that. that's another one that goes in that sort of category. And yeah, I think it's just fascinating that we have we gain a history from this stuff that you otherwise wouldn't have had if it had just been on store shelves and everyone could have bought it. Yeah, I kind of agree with that. I think a big part of the fun of all of this stuff is the discoveries to be made. And certainly in the arena of mail away stuff, particularly because it was I don't know, I suppose just a bit different from the the norm in childhood, you know, it becomes a bit more of an intrigue doesn't it and it's like looking it up and seeing what it's all about and even how much stuff is sort of unknown as well i, I think it's sort of fascinating so yeah i'm into it do you think it um those ones that you mentioned are more cool because they are attached to a brand like wonder bread he-man or weetabix drag strip or cookie crisp jazz do you think that's kind of what makes them stand out and be cool as opposed to just robot points or something like that uh, no, I think with these, I think it's more the myth that's attached to them because all of them come with something where people believe something that's not true about them oh, and it's taken okay. hold. I think that's more, I think that's actually more important than the toy itself or the actual truth of it. I think it's the thing that so many people shared in and spread and it becomes like a, a more wider known thing, if that makes sense. The myth. I think that, yeah, I think that story and having this little part of history is just a really fun thing to have. And it's way more interesting than you know, people could have just bought it on a shelf or whatever. Do you think collectors today would be massively annoyed if the toys came just for the next main line or the retro line, if it came with robot points and you had to clip the robot points to mail away for the Astro Train? Do you think people would be annoyed about that? Or do you think, uh, they'd be like, oh, this is cool. I'm into it. I think it's not about everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, some people would be annoyed. Sure. There, of course, there would be that spectrum of it but it, by the same token some of the exclusives and things like that that are out there are already a ridiculous challenge to get aren't they so i think it just depends i think if it was easy to get hold of maybe it wouldn't be so bad i don't know it might even be easier than some of the store exclusives um but i guess by the same token maybe the answer is there's already enough hurdles out there and do we need any more yeah. I, th- I think as long as as long as it's quite accessible like robot yeah. points i think is accessible it's the stuff like we were talking about, the million publishing stuff. You know, there are a lot of things where it becomes, it's too difficult to get. If that, you know, that's what you don't want. Stuff like robot points is if you just buy a couple of toys, you can then send off for a toy and it's there. That's fine, I think. Well, yeah, you just reminded me of that little um, mail away green spark plug minicon I have. I mean, that was a magazine mail away, wasn't it? From Armada. Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Indeed, that's what I mean. There were, I mean, there were definitely a couple, particularly the Japanese. Uh, you know, if you look, uh, there were quite a few Japanese things over the years. Certainly, a few, few through the Unicron trilogy, uh, even beyond that. I think. I, I don't think. I think it's what you said earlier. I think with the Japanese stuff, it's never really stopped. Actually, they've right. always yeah. sort of kept doing bits through the years in the kind of mail away culture. It's probably more the Hasbro line that's sort of not. It's mm. sort of tail, tailed away a little bit. Mail away, tail away. <laughs> Sit away, sit away, sit away. 
yeah, so I think that that pretty much covers everything we have to say about Mail Away Transformers. Uh, was there anything that you guys wanted to bring up that we haven't spoken about? Any particular favourites? Reflector, probably. Omnibots. Yeah, Omnibots. They're still such a mystery to me because I've never owned them. So that's something I would really like to own at some point. Overdrive, mainly. The other ones look cool, but Overdrive looks super cool. I'm going to go with Tiger Track because it's yellow sideswipe, and I always, always love that. When As soon as I found out about it, it was magical. And just the idea that I was able to take part in the mail away and have it, I think, made it really special. I could see that, totally. You're not going to say Time Warrior. I haven't got one yet. <laughs> yet. <laughs> you know what? He said <laughs> yet. Yeah. You know what? If Time Warrior had been available in stores, maybe it just would have been tat and it would just been another piece of merch. Yes. Tat Warrior. Nobody would have cared about it. I think yes. it's because of the whole mail away aspect of it. Squeezed it to the main Transformers G1 toy brand the way all that other merch wasn't. It is what makes it special. But I still also just think it looks great. I am legit amazed you chose TF Square 1 and not Tat Warrior as your, <laughs> as, your, as your name now. Do you want to get into a conversation about owning junk and branding, mate? No, because I know all about it. <laughs> he knows whereof he speaks. Yes. All right, well, that's our episode on Mail Away Transformers done. We're going to move on to the normal closing. So we're going to talk about our Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash triple takeover. Now, the main thing here is that you get access to loads more content that we produce. If you enjoy these episodes, there is uh, so much more that you can get for your money, which includes early access, a whole week earlier than open access. You can have an influence on the topics that we cover. You can commission little minisodes. We say little, but they usually end up nearly an hour long. And then you can listen to all the other minisodes that other people have commissioned. And we've got like a catalog of about 33 of these now, approaching 30 hours of content there. And when you go to Goldbox tier, we've even got the new mini series that we mentioned at the start. So that would mean that if you were subscribed to the highest tier of our Patreon, you would get exclusive content every single week. And that's the major appeal of it. Or you could, of course, just sign up for £1 and just say thank you. We will say, though, the last uh, mini-sode we published about Pink Hot Rod, we did make that available at our Man in Pig tier. So for just £3 a month, you could have access to that mini-sode and all the other episodes early from there onwards. But we have other perks as well. One of them is being able to ask a question at Inner Beast level and higher that we will answer on the pod. And our question this week is from Bobby P. And he asks us, I've recently acquired DX9 Gawalt, which is their masterpiece style Blitzwing, which was a personal mini grail of mine. So what are your guys' favorite third-party figures or the best that you have or have had the chance to handle? Mm -hmm. Great question. Easy question. Can we keep it to one answer each? Mm. Go on, Liam. Yeah, straight away, easy. Mate Toys Thunder Manus, their Power Master Optimus Prime. It's my favorite third-party toy ever. It's so good. It just nails what i think of as power master prime in that shape you know like he has on the box art in that it doesn't look like the box art but it carries that same weight to it in a way i don't think any other attempt at power master prime has ever really got in the same way that that does great shout it is a great toy i had thunder erebus and loved it yeah it's beautiful diaclone compatible is it it Mm. was yeah perfect scale I'm really going to struggle with this one a little bit just because there are tons that I think are great. I guess the first one that pops into my head out of it all is Feral Rex from Mastermind Creations, if I'm honest. like Just as a standout landmark, absolute knockout thing. It's a set of five toys or six, maybe, if you want to get the the full set, truth be told. But as a project, 
it's very hard to kind of top that. The only other one that I would say comes close for me personally in terms of, again, it's several toys. You know, it's not one toy, but as a set and just the sheer joy that it brought me collecting them was the fans' toys, Dinobots. Those were the really big deals, weren't they? Yeah, exactly. They, they were huge in terms of 3P influence and everything. And, you know, Scoria, actually, in some ways, in terms of Masterpiece Third Party, is probably one of the most important yeah, toys of, of all of them because Quake Wave was the one that kind of, you know, got the ball rolling, but Scoria was like the proof of concept. That was like mm-hmm. the one that was like, okay, we can actually do this. There's a masterpiece styled slag right there and look at it. It just looks perfect. So it's, uh, yeah, the, the, those toys for me are hugely up the top of the list. What about you, Mez? Oh, Feral Rex comes to mind straight away because it was such an event and not at all a letdown. I still really have great memories of Oculomax Sphinx. It was a masterpiece Ah. mirage. It was glorious, beautiful in both modes, did absolutely everything I wanted masterpiece mirage to do. It was, it was really, really spectacular. So that amazing feel to it. Yeah, really. Oh, everything from the rubber wheels to the Chrome to just the fact that it was so accurate to the original Ligier F1 car. That's one I absolutely love. Meg Tirano from Fans Hobby is, is one I've actually kept, which is rare for me to keep third-party toys. I'm so impressed by how much they've refined, make a toy fun to handle, make it incredible to look at, make it amazing feel. And I guess TFC ST Commander. Because yeah, that, that was on my list of potential so candidates. How, how can anything be better? I mean, quality-wise, it's just... You're never going to get an official toy of this quality. No. This kind of build material and finish, and it's just amazing. It's it's breathtaking how yeah. how amazing this looks. But yeah, those are some of my favourites. And how can you not mention Galaxy Meteor? Because that was like fun as all hell. That thing was. It was. It memory. was in my head too. Yeah, it was up there somewhere. So amazing. Toy there's there's well. an episode in this topic somewhere. Let, there is, isn't there? Preserve. Yeah. But yeah, thank you so much, Bobby P, for that question. That's been a fun one. And one of our other perks is that if you're a six O's butler or if you are a gold box classic, you will get a shout out on the pod. So I am going to do that right now. And this list has gone very long indeed. Right, here we go. Big thank you to Nick, Danny Roberts, Andy, Preston, Chris, Spider-Father, Adam Schumacher, Matt, Stephen Perkins, Bad Saturday, Justin Massaro, Dave Dalrymple, Geo Kaiser, Yusuf, John Pearl, Choice of Anthony Cars, Alec Mir, Captain Nare, Phil G, Jacques Blettier, Rotor Storm, Stuart Webb, Amar, Laserbeak, Puma the Hunter, Vegemite Mike, Peter Hammerson, Shenry, Chris Norris, Jesse Moreno, Jackson Arwood, Nexus, Jim Owen, Aaron Swoboda, T.S. Starfire, Billy Gator, Andy Gold, Cold Squall, Simon Elvin, Joshua's Misha Kid, Michael Cagle, Cracktastic Plastic, Danvastator, Jeffrey Freig, Nice Sideburns Andy, Inbound Lee, John Wood, Kyler Wilmoth, Tim Banerjee, Campbell, Ben Lewis, Shinsei, Lucas Henkel, Mollus Koenig, Malcolm Hobbs, CNC Rick 56, Will Bates, Mythic Gears, Zach Lawson, Jason Murray, David Shepard, Esteem, Dugatron, Quick Mix, Josh Bell, Ashpolt, Zindios, Christian Hyatt, Mark Alley, Andrew Bentley, Graham Moffat, Connor C, Dyer Brave Sid, Burke Perotta, Uncrasmatic Boar, Juan Carpintero, Eric Hoyt, Bobby P, Mike Loyacono, Niar Bat, Tyler Husky, Chris Rodwell, James Clark, Alicia aka Alishatron, Steve Redman, Fart Warp, Shawnee Sean, Jim Kinsey, Shanty Siegel, and a few new ones, James Pascoe and Ghost Prime, plus the Mapes Brothers, who you might recognise. What a crazy list. It's like the world's longest register, isn't it? It's getting there. <laughs> it really is. Incredible stuff. Thank you so much to all of you. Yeah, thanks, everybody. Maybe we should give a prize to the first person who counts how many breaths Maz took. 
then <laughs> between saying each of that. Or how many times yeah, I had to click the scroll bar on the laptop to actually be able to <laughs> see them all. But yeah, thank you so much, guys. And if you want to join this amazing crowd and join us on Discord, if you're an inner beast or higher and just hang out in the very best online Transformers community there is, that is no exaggeration. Patreon.com forward slash triple takeover. The best emojis, surely, we have, right? Yes. On Discord. Like we've got the best emojis. I think we can confidently say that. Yeah, the grot bags emoji. A grot bags emoji. And there is a pink hot rod emoji with an official yeah, pink hot rod. Man. Yeah, there totally is. Well, we should also say a big thank you to our sponsors for the evening. Of course, that is tfsource.com for all your Transformers and third-party needs and kapowtoys.co.uk if you live in the UK or bits of Europe. So do check them out. And thank you very much, as always, for sponsoring the pod. Yeah. And remember, you've still got plenty of time to get yourself on Santa's good list. <laughs> Don't worry. And now a guy can get a good word in for you. That's me, by the way. I suggest you head over to rebel.com forward slash people forward slash triple takeover forward slash explore and buy yourself some nice things. And if there's anything you think we've missed in today's episode, uh, you know, any kind of mythical toys or mail away experiences you've had and you want to tell us about them, why not get in touch on social media? You can find us on Facebook at Triple Takeover, or one word, or on Twitter and Instagram at Triple underscore Takeover. Maz, where can they find you? Looking for a time warrior on eBay. <laughs> I am at TF Square One on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You're going to pull back the curtain on that one. Are you out of time? <laughs> I'm out of touch. <laughs> I think that, <laughs> that's what's come out of this episode for me that I'm immediately out of touch. <laughs> Anyway, I'm at 60TF on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Patreon. And I'm at Toybox Soapbox. Anyway, there's an app. And I have had my outro completely ruined by the jokes in this episode now. But as the Time Warrior runs out of battery and the Power Dasher motor seizes up, it's time for us to mail away, mail away, mail away, mail away. Until next time. That's how much you spoiled the outro because everything you brought up was in the bloody outro. I love the fact it was like in the intro straight away when mm. making the joke. Hilarious. Yeah. And I did say my outro was better than the intro. <laughs> it was. Mm, it was fantastic. Great. Fantastic stuff, mate. Well done.